Welcome to Keeping Up With The Nerds podcast, our weekly show where we discuss all the nerdy news bits and breaking news, starring Nick Valero, Renee Bravo, and me, Brian Quevedo. You can find us on YouTube at Keeping Up With The Nerds or our website, keepingupwiththenerds.com. Check out our description for more information, and don't forget to rate the show if you like what you heard. Now, on with the show. Recording at 12920 Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California at Undercity Comics. Keeping up with the nerds presents issue number 161. My name is Brian. Nick. Renee. And welcome to the show. Hey. Do not clap your hands. You are forbidden. Your hands what shall be like this for the duration of the show. All right. I, only I do tw- not want to see you move your hands around. I only dropped a monster three times. Yeah, exactly. Three times. In a row. That was a good yeah. $2 well spent for you, Nick. Good oh job, my dude. God. <laughs> It's a good thing I had a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, more of it went on the floor. Than Essentially, it was two dollars. It was three for six bucks. Yeah, yeah three was, for six fifty. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a good deal. deal for the floor. Yeah, it's a good deal if you drink it. Hold your yeah. can. It's not an impossible thing. You even double hand fisted the can and you dropped it a third time, dude. Like that makes no sense. No, I got it and then I put it over here. Because then I was like, oh, let me fix the mic. And then I went like this. And then right when I did this. No, the mic didn't I, hit it. The mic did hit it. No, the mic didn't. The, there's video. There's video of it. I saw it. It I, was your own hand. No. We can look over the video. We have to look it over because I don't. I don't <laughs> can, I, you, can you edit it in? I think I oh, can. Right now? Yeah. You said like, no, you hit it. There's a video. And just play it over us. It's, oh. like, <laughs> it's slow motion. Yeah. Just. The evidence yeah. shows. <laughs> Exhibit A. Can you, st- can you stop it and just like? Ooh, There's also cameras it. here, <laughs> so we can ask Susan for the footage too. Let's do that. No, that requires Susan looking over the footage. Oh. I don't want her looking over the footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get formalities out of the way. Keep it up with the nerds.com for all the up-to-date information. Follow us on our socials: Instagram, Facebook, X, and Threads. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget to follow us on YouTube as well. YouTube.com forward slash Keeping Up with the Nerds. Uh, subscribe, like the video, comment down below if you guys like any portion of the video or want to comment and show your uh, support. You know, in that way, too. We appreciate that. Mm. Follow us on our, so, uh, not social, our um, audio platforms as well. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. Leave a five-star review where acceptable. Mm. Um, I am going to start off by saying this. I apologize for not posting reels over the last, like, two weeks to the audience. I know that a lot of you guys like the reels. Mm-hmm. I've just been super busy that I haven't had the time. I just yeah. did, like, a four-day hell week at work where I had to be up by, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. And work eight hour shifts, so I was like dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll be that back. And pickleball. That and pickleball. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> new hobby. Like, yeah, I mean, I was a John thing. He just yeah. said, You want to play pickleball? I'm like, Yeah, sure, why not? And it was great. It's fun, yeah. He's just hitting pickles around. It's weird. No, it's a ball with holes. It's like tennis, but table tennis combined. Does the ball smell like dill? No. Oh, I don't want to play. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you want to smell vinegar the entire time? Yeah. When you, when you served, you have to yell. Pickle Brian! And then throw it? No. But the scoring system's weird. Because you only score on offense. Because he was probably lying to you. Why? Why would he lie? <laughs> just just so that way he can win. What? Yeah, you're, it's a new sport. You're Dude, new we just it. have fun. It's not about winning or losing. It's about family. That's loser talk. That's loser talk. <laughs> that is some loser talk. That sounds like you didn't make a single Sorry, point. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know I realized I was working with a loser. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that sounds like you didn't make a single point. No, I did. We came here to participate. <laughs> 
dude, I'm pretty good at pickleball, man. I'm, yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. Don't worry about it. Do you I'm see with that, the old uh, people now. <laughs> Do you see that video I sent you of the guy? Dude, that, you, hold up. Have you seen old people play pickleball? No, dude, they're, they're insane, intense. dude. They're intense. Yeah. It's like somehow they've like unlocked like they like regressed 20 years. It's, it's like the same people that play racquetball. Dude, indoors. I was about to say, yeah. like, have you ever been to the YMCA down the street and no. played that and gone to the racquet, racquetball Ooh. section? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that thing is insane. Mm-hmm. I used to go there with my dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That, that was mm-hmm. top notch. Yeah, That's some sport. the ball. There's like sports. Yeah. Years I, of anger released. I feel, I feel in that like I'd be Jim from The Office when he plays racquetball with. Uh, Robert California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Oh. He's all like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's my serve. He's like, yeah, that's my serve. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a busy week for me. But other than that, eh, I'll get this stuff done. Don't yeah. worry, guys. Yeah. Show's still going on. Still here. Still here. So that's all good. 161 episodes in. Mm-hmm. How's your guys' week been? Tired. Still here. <laughs> Just like the show, you know. I woke None up. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't let the demons take over. <laughs> oh my gosh! I've, uh, we were talking about this before, but yeah. I finally am catching up on the wrestling stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I sometimes when I talk to you about wrestling, you're like, oh, I haven't watched it yet. I, I have it, and it sucks because I'm watching all these different reels from the WWE Instagram, yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, I wish I could have caught up. But now I'm like getting there. It's so wrestling. I I, I don't want to say wrestling has gotten better. It's definitely getting more enticing now with where it's going. Uh-huh. Uh You know, with summer ending, SummerSlam was really good overall. I thoroughly enjoyed SummerSlam. It could have been better with certain writing aspects of it, but it. I, it was. It is what it is. I think I just miss like the attitude era of mm-hmm. WWE mm-hmm. or back when it was like WWF. Yeah. Like I miss that, right? And I, I get it. You won't ever get it, but because sometimes I I stopped watching it because my wife was getting into like her own stuff. Yeah. And then she's like, I think she caught up with like a lot of stuff. She's like, yeah, yeah. just put whatever you want. So I started putting it on again. Okay. And I tell you, it's interesting because like every time she watches it, she thinks that the people are kind of like she knows that it's fake. Yeah. But the hits are like, oh my god, like what are well, they doing this? And the, they're just the, like, that's how you sell. That's, that's what you gotta thing. do. Yeah, you gotta sell it. And it's funny because like Mandy, Mandy is fully integrated into wrestling with me. Yeah. So I just talk to her about it. It's just whenever we're on the phone and we're just fully enjoying it, we'll watch it and stuff like that. And um, there's some people that she hates, like she thoroughly hates. And then there are some people that she really likes. Who does she hate? She hates Dominic Mysterio. Oh, I love Dominic. I I I like Dominic too. I like to boo him too. I like that he's so hated and he has a championship now. That's the thing. And I the 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 cheap ass plastic NXT North American champion. Yeah, (laughs) I saw the interview he had with uh, when uh, what was it Butch tried to fight him for the the uh, championship yeah it's just like my deadbeat dad may be united states champion but i'm championship of all north america that's <laughs> like 39 other countries I'm like dude <laughs> yeah. shut up yeah it's great <laughs> i love how ever. they're doing with him and stuff like that it's 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 good see and this is the thing i mm. want to like because the, the thing I miss about wrestling is getting super invested into it that yeah. you like start to copy some of the people that are there. Yeah. Like I told you, my favorite intro that mm-hmm. right now, like mm-hmm. of course Cody's is great, mm-hmm. but like Austin Theory's intro is always great because he's always kind of like coming in there with like that yeah. ego, mm-hmm. talks to himself, hands up, and then boom, just yeah. right there. And then Nick over here is kind of like, you know what? No, no. Why can't you? Why can't we have fun, Nick? What I didn't do anything. This is I did the intro, and you were all, we were walking down to Seven <laughs> Eleven. He's like, "Oh, Renee was like, oh, I want a Cody cut or someone." Yeah. And I'm about to do it, and then he said something about like, "See, this is why we shouldn't be doing this sort of stuff." No, this is a, this is why his mom had him stop watching wrestling. I said, why? "This is 
Yeah. Yeah, because when I was a kid, we started doing that. Yeah, Why? Yeah, that's copying fun. Copying the moves. Yeah, yeah so did we I. Co- we were copying the moves, and then we busted a hole in the wall. Yeah. Oh, see, that was your problem. Because yeah, we, we, we were told to stop. You know what's funny is that in junior high, <laughs> I mean, through grade school and junior high, me and my friends, we got into wrestling, and we actually started doing our own wrestling matches. <laughs> and you know who you are because some of them watch this podcast. <laughs> And we would go out of our way to, we started in our friend's garage because he had like those mats, these like squishy mats for- You guys had a wrestling league? So we actually had like titles and stuff like that. We what? actually formed our own storylines and we were just doing stuff. And then one day my friend, uh, our, our other friend uh, decided, I guess he wanted, uh, he told his parents that he wanted a trampoline for Christmas. No. They got a trampoline. So we upgraded. <laughs> we sort of like we we played in the trampoline. We did the moves and stuff like that. And then and then uh, around Halloween time, we bought a bottle of fake blood. <laughs> and then so we started doing matches where it's like, oh god, it's busted open and stuff like that. Just pour the blood in her face. And one time, uh, one of the parents came out, and be like, what's going on? <laughs> and we're just like, it's fake, it's fake. And she's like, you guys are bleeding. <laughs> It was awesome. Backyard was wrestling. Yeah, dude. we did some backyard That's wrestling. That's sick, dude. Yeah, I was always move? well. I always had to do the heavy, the heavy movers where I just had to pick up everyone and do it. You're the Bronson Reed. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, our friend was he was super skinny, so he was the high flyer. So he was able to jump around and do the like you know jumping off the poles yeah. and the netting and stuff like that, and just hit us. And we just had to connect. And we had a friend that was like mid mid. Mid high flyer, mid heavyweight, and stuff like that. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And you busted a hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there a story behind that? Yeah, me and my cousins were on a bed and we started boxing slash wrestling and then <laughs> boxing. And then uh, what was it? I pushed my cousin and his head went through the wall. Oh, his head! I was gonna even say oh. his butt. No, 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 his head. Like Dang. he. You like, punched him? No, we we were we were going we were going back and forth, back and forth, mm-hmm. and then like he had me, and then when I pulled out of it. I pulled, I pushed him back, and then he, his, like he went backwards, yeah. and his head went through the, through the, the wall. Why are you laughing at that? Because it was really it was funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> there were sometimes where it's still funny. <laughs> at our back, back concussion. There he was, was some, fine. There were sometimes in our backyard wrestling, we did, um, we did get tired of each other at some points because there would be like that one friend that always win. We had this one friend that would always oh, win. Oh, the Roman Reign. Yeah, so he always had a win, and we we tried to be like, okay, we're gonna go against what we planned and stuff. So we do an actual. Oh, you so, write storylines yeah, in the mid, process. In the process, dude. Who's the Vince he McMahon get, of this of this whole backyard uh, wrestling? Nothing. I don't want to say because he watches this. <laughs> uh, but he now but he you knows. Know who yeah, you, are. you know who you, you know. are. We had to kind of rewrite stuff on the on the cusp and stuff like that. <laughs> the, the the only thing we did that was kind of like that was our senior year in high school. Yeah. I don't know why we started a fight club. <laughs> I don't really? know where it started from, but we all started a fight club. Like a like fist flying yeah, like, fight club. Like yeah. the only thing that we did is that we had the we like bought boxing gloves, mm-hmm. and then we would go out into the parking lot, and then we would get sock the, and bop them boxing gloves. No, 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 no like actual boxing boxing gloves. I and then wanted we would, those as a kid. I did too. Yeah, those are pretty cool, but also they hurt like hell. Um, so b- what we did is we got cars, and then we blocked all the entrances into the parking area. This is in high school. Yeah, in the senior lot. So there was like a lot that the seniors had. What the? And it was all fenced. And it was all fenced in. All boys. Yeah, this this had to be the all boys school. Yeah. Yeah, So this is all boys school. And then so it's all fenced in. So what we did is we got the cars and we blocked all the gates, so that way you couldn't get in. And then we would then get the car, all the rest, rest of the cars, and then surround. 
And so we would use the trucks like like a giant like fighting ring. Nick, your <laughs> like life a is a pit. your life is fake. I don't think it's real. <laughs> what are you talking about? This I can picture this as a movie. <laughs> It was like the was intro fun. to Fast and Furious, basically. Dude, it was so funny. And then <laughs> it's we, like, all right, guys, roll up the cars. Let's go, go, go. Yeah, dude. And ask Lewis. Lewis was there. Lewis did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, that's how we settled a lot of beefs. Lewis, you're listening to this. Comment yeah, down below. Let comment us know, down below. And go, we know yeah. you listen to it because Nick told us the story of the Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that but, was super funny what you told. Her. So I thought it was funny, though, because, like, I remember there was one time we we there, somebody was giving you know uh, one of the other guys like a lot of you know a lot of grief, and so he goes, "I'm gonna fight him. I'm, that's it. I'm gonna fight him after school. Let's do this." So we got all the cars. We moved was this at night or day? It was during the day. It was right after school. And then we blocked, but we blocked all the entrances so that way you couldn't get into the senior lot. Now I realize I can make connections as to why you are the way you are. Why? That makes sense, dude. What do you mean? I get it. I get yeah. it. Now. Yeah, it's like now I know where your like risk reward like. The, the unbalance of it, dude. What are you How talking strong? about? Like, why would you fence? Like, why would you bring in cars and do this entire? Literally, what you're describing to me right now, the way I'm picturing it, is the beginning of the first Fast and Furious movie when they close off all the uh, streets with cars. Well, I mean, we didn't want to get in trouble. Well, obviously, you don't want to get in trouble because you're making an illegal fight club. Well, yeah. Yeah, but that's how I'm picturing it. It's like, dude, there's absolutely no way. It's all like, but it makes bet sense on it. now. Well, you're not. No one. You're not gonna bet on it. Oh, what are you guys gonna bet? <laughs> I bet I win. <laughs> I bet one spicy chicken. No, there was money involved. <laughs> it was like twenty bucks on him. It was twenty bucks on him. Spicy chicken sandwiches I, I had at my school were good. Some of the school lunches were good. Then what we all what we would do is we would get to school early, and then we would go to the Jack in the Box that was down the street, and then we would steal the um, the serving trays. For what? We would get the serving trays, uh-huh. and then we would then they get the steel chairs. Mm-mm. We would get the serving trays because. In the mornings, what, we, what some of us would do would get the get cars mm-hmm. and then back them up on oh top of the serving trays. God. Did you guys actually do the drifting thing? And then pull the e-brake. Oh man! And then just do donuts inside the parking lot with Jesus. the with you the guys serving were bored. trays. It's an all boys. It's what happens when yeah, all guys are yeah. just together. Yeah. That's all you do. And then the only reason why we stopped doing this because we almost crashed, <laughs> like straight into a light post. I'm trying to remember if anything happened at my high school other than <laughs> they stopped the, they had to stop the breakfast burrito kid from selling breakfast burritos. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, uh, in La Habra High, uh, there was this kid that would go to Mocha Salsa. And I don't know, at the time, Mocha oh, Salsa used to sell dollar, dollar breakfast burritos. burritos in the morning, right? And he's the so, like, so yeah. spend twenty dollars. Yeah, so he get he gets twenty bucks, gets twenty breakfast burritos, and charges you two dollars for, for a breakfast burrito. Doubles his money. Yeah, so he just takes the profits, but then takes half of the profits and just gets more breakfast burritos the next morning. And the school stopped this. They, they, yeah, that at some point this was going on for a good six six or eight months. I remember because like you, that kid should have been like yeah. capitalism. Yeah, oh <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And so why don't they, you sell burritos? Yeah, exactly. Why don't you? Huh? Yeah, how come mm-hmm. the school doesn't sell breakfast burritos? They don't. <laughs> So I, know, like, I thought I thought it was funny because I was talking to Monica about kind of the same thing. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, yeah, because we used to have this thing called the heart attack burrito. Mm-hmm. And it was a burrito. It was about yay big. Mm-hmm. And then it was just filled with like everything because mm-hmm. we actually had like, you know, little Mexican ladies like making tacos and stuff like that yeah. for us. We stopped calling them heart attack burritos when a teacher actually had a heart attack right after eating one. <laughs> His, his life is a lie, dude. No, dude, it, it's it actually lie. did happen. The I teacher, need recordings. The dude. teacher passed away in the parking lot. Jesus, I need recordings stopped, of this. We dude. stopped There's calling him. No way. We had four teachers die within a month because of the burritos. No, just in general. 
<laughs> it was our freshman year, and just like four teachers died back to back to back. We had a, we had a, we had a funeral for four people all at once. This is starting was to it make a Catholic sense. High school. Uh-huh. It was uh, there was a demon. There, there, was, a, there was a teacher <laughs> demon. And his name was Nicholas Valera. <laughs> Nick, it, it, it makes sense. What makes sense? It makes sense why you are the way you are. Why? Because you're a little bit loony sometimes. It's not normal. Listen, when you spend four years in an all boys school, in an all boys school, testosterone levels just shoot up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they all got to prove to each other that they're better than the other person. Yeah, it makes sense. It was very true. This is there's this one time that we all got in trouble because Lewis was harassed by you. By everyone. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, you told we us got, that last We got time. Lewis and we threw him onto... Lewis, like, friend of the show, Lewis? Friend of the show, Lewis. Yeah, we got him and I pushed him into the bleachers. Right. So if uh, we have him back on the show, can we put a court? <laughs> bring him into court and be like, all right, my no, you could definitely here? You could ask him and he'll tell you the whole story. Who, do you, who would you um, want to prosecute? There was... no Nick. So, oh, because I did push him. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. It, was, it was me who pushed him. I pushed him into the bleachers and then he was then carried to the top of the bleachers from the bottom and just like they pinched him they like twisted him they twisted his like you know his nips they did it, the whole thing pulled his hair it was bad it was yeah, real bad oh, that is bad yeah and then lewis moaned the whole way up <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad <laughs> and then after after that had happened then they they they, they then told only our class that we had to stay and then goes all right you guys got to knock this off like we get it like you guys are really Your life is a lie. You guys are all really into each yeah. other, but you guys can't keep, keep on doing this. I do. Do you? <laughs> yeah. T- like, unless I'll believe it. I, that's true. But yeah. I, I would only believe it if, if it the acceptance me. is mm-hmm. that he is the way he is because of his background. What do you mean? Dude, it, the way that you act now, it makes sense when you talk about your past, like your, 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 your past. Childhood. It's not yeah. my fault. I had fun. Sure, if you want to call it fun. It was awesome. (laughs) It was so much fun. I bullied people. I bullied one of my friends that appears on the show. First off, it was not bullying. That was love. It's called being friends. It's called tough love. That was called Bosco love, and it was great. (laughs) And it made me into the person that I am now. Honestly, it really did. So you admit it. It's actually on Urban Dictionary as well. What? Bosco love. We'll look that up later. Look it up. No, No, I'm being serious. Look it up. Look it up. It's there. Look it up. No, we got to get working. Krispy Kreme donuts last week. <laughs> <laughs> look it up. No, no, just look it up in the background. Do you really want Lewis to stop when he's in the line of in and out to look up Bosco Love on he's Urban the, Dictionary? Listen, he's the one that told me it was there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> While you're looking this up, let's transition to this show because we do have a lot to talk about. So we got comic strips. B-O-S. And of course, uh, the main topic of the show today is Blue Beetle, which came out this last Friday. If you guys have not seen the movie, go ahead and pause the show. Go watch it and come back uh, because our review oversee of everything is going to be spoiler heavy. With that said, let's go ahead and start off with comic strips. B-O-S-C-O. Oh, B-O-S. I can't hear you guys. You guys are still looking for Bosco Love? Yeah. Can we start comic strips already? Yes. yes. Comic strips. A portion of the show where we talk about topics that don't merit a 10 to 15 minute conversation. And Nick tries not to tangent off. He did before the show started, so this doesn't count. Bosco Loving? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> want me to read it? it was, you want me to read it? So this is what Urban Dictionary says. It's an under, just don't say the title of the school. Okay. It says, used to describe the force male-on-male dominant humping that takes place on a regular basis in relation to... Oh, that's, I can't. 
No, you can say that. The more yeah, in, re- more in relation to its text, the more physical the trade, the more vicious the humping. <laughs> a characteristic experience of the school. That's my high school. <laughs> this makes even, sense. See, look at you can even go to number two. It says, dry, pretend, and actually raping of a man by a male, usually associated with bruised thighs. Ooh. And surprise attack of the victim. Jesus Christ, dude. Dang. Why? That's why I'm always on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> the aggression. All right. Get well, let's transition out of that into the main topic of the show. Or let's transition out of this into the comic strips get a now. Bug with it saying, Can we go into comic strips? Sure. You already had your Bosco loving. We're done. You want some Bosco No, I don't know. <laughs> James Gunn has confirmed... That the Superman movie that he's working on mm-hmm. is not focused on a young version of Superman. Mm-hmm. Rather, it focuses on an earlier part of his life. And this was confirmed through a fan conversation that happened over threads. Mm-hmm. So I think this is becoming more apparent because of the recasting that did that they did. Mm-hmm. And it does look like he's kind of focusing on a younger Superman. Mm-hmm. But it's not a young Superman. I guess they're talking about him being a little experienced, mm-hmm. but he knows about his powers and everything. It's not the My Adventures of Superman, Superman. Mm-hmm. What about if it was Superman, but he was having, like, as he's, like, doing his Supermaning, he's flashing back to his younger self. And that's what's giving you, like, kind of like the other stories. Like, giving you more backstory about himself. He's saying it's a story about Didn't his Didn't he already years. say that he's trying to use All-Star Superman as... A background for this? I mean, you could, but also All-Star Superman is a weird one because Superman dies at the end. Then it goes into the sun. Yeah. But he doesn't have to use that part. He can just he use doesn't. some of the parts. But I feel like also All-Star Superman is it's, it's a lot better for an older Superman. If Blue Beetle's anything to go by, I can see what direction he might be taking Superman in. Maybe, like, not a Superman that's, like, young. Like, not a Smallville Superman. Mm-mm. But also not a Superman that has met... And fought with Batman. More like he's serving and protecting Metropolis. And he knows about the other heroes that exist out there. I wouldn't mind a Superman and Lois, the Superman and Lois one. Kind of like that kind of Superman. Yeah, it works. I well, can see that. He's older. He's already married. Yeah. Uh, this I didn't write down, but I did uh, read it. That James Gunn has consistently shot up trades for DC. Practically every week. That they pop up on Amazon's bestseller list constantly, because anytime he referenced like something that he's working on and her inspiration, Everybody those trades like it? shoot up on Amazon. Have you seen that effect happen here or no? Yeah, yeah? people I just get, go. Like people come in and wanting to get certain trades after he was uh, after he would post. And I'm like, oh, this is what this is going to be about. This is what we're taking from this. This is what Supergirl's going to be about and stuff like that. This is what the authority's going to be based off of and stuff like that. So people are just already jumping on that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So has Blue Beetle done a number one recently or no? Blue Beetle has recently finished up a story arc called Graduation Day. Uh-huh. And people have been grabbing it, but not a lot of people since or a little before the movie came out has asked about Blue Beetle. Okay. I've been like one or two people. Because Varian did a good overview of the Blue Beetle storyline. 
the very YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how like his run started, or this one, mm-hmm. Jaime Reyes's run was originally a 2008 run, yeah, and then he got a second story in the New 52, mm-hmm. and right now he's on his third origin, yeah, and that's the current one that's going on right now. Yeah, that's the that's what's the, the third what's right the third one? The third one is kind of similar to the first one, but uh, Ted Cord is alive. Because it's the second one where Ted Cord's dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Knee 52 one. Mm-hmm. And he just finds the scarab. Yes. Yeah. And this one, it's Ted Cord is training him. Mm-hmm. And then there's acknowledgement of the two previous Blue Beetles before yeah. Ted Cord and Dan Garrett. Yeah. So I think. I might be wrong. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong in the comments down below. But yeah. Yeah. In the new one, they introduce like diff- new Beetle characters. Like there's a purple Beetle. And there's like a yellow beetle, oh, which we'll was get, teased well, in the opening credits. You see of, it in the opening, yeah. in the opening yeah. of the movie. So mm-hmm. we'll get into that more later. But yeah, we yeah. you do see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting. And then it, I love following James Gunn on X, mm-hmm. not on Twitter anymore. It's X. No, it's Twitter. It's still Twitter. In our hearts, it's still Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love following him on there because he's always tweeting stuff about his like daily life or like things that he gets inspiration from. What's the notification sound for X? Because before <laughs> it was the before it was the. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like that was the notification sound. That's how you know your you arm sporadically just goes like that. <laughs> you imagine sleeping and just X notification. Oh. <laughs> See, I thought your phone would just go X gonna give it to you. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. Just every single time. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> you imagine your phone just freaking out like that? Yeah. X, 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 X. <laughs> gonna give it to you. <laughs> gonna give it to you, X. Um, gonna give he, he tweeted out, and I, I have to listen to it, but he did tweet out his top, or not his top, but the 23 songs, his fa- 23 favorite songs of 2023 so it was far. 26. No, 23. Was it 23? 23. I it was 26. Uh, 23. Mm-hmm. His 23 songs of 2023. Yeah, and he put out a playlist. Mm-hmm. I have to listen to it. It'll be interesting. I thought I sent it to you. Did I send you it did. to you? I did. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised. Awesome. You're always listening to music. I am. Yeah. Good music. It seems good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Good point. <laughs> He's missed on music recommendations, dude. I think, you know what? I've gotten to the point where I trust James Gunn with my life. You would? Never met the guy. I would. You trust I him with your life? I do. I don't, so I don't even trust myself with my life. <laughs> so, Jay. Any day now. <laughs> So, so James Gunn comes up to you. He has a gun in his hand. He puts an apple on your head, and he goes, "I've done this Do before." It. Yes. Yes. You'd be okay, okay with it. Yes. Be fine with it. James I Gunn. did that. Huh? What about if I did no. that? God no. God no, dude. Never in a million years. I'm a solid shot. No, there is no universe where I would allow you to put an apple on my head, and I would trust you to shoot the apple and not me. Hmm. There's no universe. There's probably a universe where you fake the shot just to scare me, and then you shoot, and then it chips my shoulder. It goes said, wrong. You moved. It goes wrong, and it hits his heart, and it's a bald tip arrow. <laughs> Gives him a cardiac arrest at that point. <laughs> I actually do have one of those. A bald tip arrow? No, it's like a foam arrow. Oh, okay. You want to do? Can I do it with a foam? No, arrow? you are not. Those hurt. Speaking about fake guns. Brooklyn Nine Nine writer, ooh, writer Robin Rubio Hawks, mm-hmm. I think is how you pronounce it, uh, said on Twitter, R.I.P., uh, that he once pitched a Nerf movie to some Hollywood execs. 
The idea of this Nerf movie would have been a regular action movie, but all weapons would have been replaced with Nerf weapons, <laughs> and no one addresses it. So what it's do you a think? Raka Raka no, YouTube no. video. We've seen this before. Yes. Not in that sense. Okay. Think. I do think that's funny though. Yeah. Community paintball mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. yeah. Immediately when that. I read that, yeah. I was like, "That's I have pretty like, genius." I have like four Nerf guns we can use. We can shoot a skit. I have another one. Yeah. Let's do it. You I want to do it. Next skit. Yeah. Not next skit. I oh. think that should be a separate skit. Okay. Not attached to a podcast. I do yeah. want to get a rival. I do. I, that would be I, a fun I have, short film. I, I do have a rifle. You have to build it. You start. With no, the, the rival. Oh, the rival. Oh, the rivals. That'd be a fun short film to work on. Yeah. We do that one. Could be a short film. Hey, did we just come up with our shirt film? <laughs> I have to, I have to buy darts because they're gone in my house. Yeah, nerf weapons yeah. aren't that expensive. Either. No, nerf darts are not. That that's bad. why I wanted to get like the balls because mm-hmm. the because the ball ones have, they have a way better velocity, but also mm-hmm. like they're more accurate. Yeah, I do have those actually. Not the rivals, but they're knockoffs. Mm-hmm. What we would need in order to make a short film happen, we would need like at least three or four more people to help us out. That's fine. Yeah. I know, I know a couple guys because we need someone to man the camera. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, that that'd be pretty good. I, you know what? I actually like that idea. Mm-hmm. You shoot an action movie. It doesn't even have to have a plot. We could just do it. Shoot certain action scenes. No, you just no. You make a war movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you make a war movie, but it's all nerf. It's not bad. They're holding us down, Captain. I mean, Mattel's already doing this. Mm-hmm. I think they have this in the yeah. in the in their like bucket of movies to make. So why don't we just get to comment first? down below if you guys want to see. A nerf, movie. Key, a nerf movie produced by the nerds. I'm down for it. Okay. I'm down for it. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Speaking about Mattel, Barbie has officially crossed the $500 million line domestically. How about worldwide? Is it billion? I think it's over a billion now. Mm-hmm. It, it crossed a billion last yeah. week. And it has maintained its fourth consecutive weekend in the top box or in the top spot in the box mm-hmm. office. It's still top. Still top. Wow. It's still doing, it's still banging. It's banging. Uh, Oppenheimer, the other movie that, that was released. Banging. That was banging. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> it was banging. banging in the movie. It wasn't, it wasn't banging. It was a bang. It was one bang. One bang. I, I, I disagree. <laughs> Has become, it broke a weird record. Mm-hmm. It broke a weird record, right? Mm-hmm. We all agreed that Oppenheimer was really, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys noticed that it has not hit the number one spot ever? No. The record it broke is that it is the highest grossing domestic film. <clears throat> to hold number two? To hold, to never hold the number one spot. Jesus, wow. I think it earned around $227 million domestically. Mm-hmm. Like over $700 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. What, it doesn't matter. All you know is that Universal made their money. Universal yeah. made their money. Universal made their bag, yeah. and mm-hmm. they're happy with it. Yeah. yeah. I think the one that Barbie, the other record that Barbie beat, is that it is now the highest grossing movie Warner Brothers has. Yeah. It passed The Dark Knight, thank mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. For which one? Barbie has... The top grossing movie of all time. Oh, yeah. It in the, within the, the studio. Yeah. yeah. So it beat The Dark Knight, which I'm very happy for. Yeah. I bet, I bet uh, Warner Brothers is like... Nolan, where was this when we when, when you were with us? Yeah. You gave us well, the now, time travel movie. Yeah. Well, now we well, would have done a biopic. <laughs> we love biopics. So now where was this? I saw a video that a guy made um, a good a good little um, kind of like realization. He goes, Mattel's stocks has now jumped up since the Barbie movie. Now, yeah, 
and they have to keep it like that. That's the thing. So moving forward, Mattel has now signed on with Warner Brothers to do <laughs> 39 different Mattel property films. To go further than that? Yeah. They have a division for movies now. Yeah. Which Good. is weird. Yeah, because we have J.J. Abrams doing Hot Wheels. With <laughs> yeah, lens yeah. flare <laughs> all over the place. And apparently, apparently they're doing an <laughs> Uno movie. A what? They're doing an Uno, Uno movie? movie. Yeah, they're doing an Uno movie. Okay. And then uh, they're doing also not only a Hot Wheels movie, they're also doing a Matchbox movie as well too. Mattel owns Ma- yeah, Matchbox also and Hot Matchbox. Wheels. They yeah. bought Matchbox. Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Doesn't Mattel also uh, GoBot? Yeah. I thought they also own GoBots. I think so. They could do a. They could do a GoBot movie. <laughs> and do try to compete against Transformers. Yeah, man. GoBot and Transformers releasing on the same day. Jeez. See who wins. So, uh, speaking about more more news about Mattel, uh, have you seen that they've like? Okay, I, I understand their stocks mm-hmm. going up now, right? But they've been pulling out some crazy announcements mm-hmm. for their like toy lines as well. Yeah. Because I, I shouldn't say what I bought because I kind of want to be a surprise. I want to bring it on the show when I get it. It comes next month. I bought something. What'd you buy? I don't want to say it. Is it a doll? No. Did you buy? I'll I'll, I'll show you when it when it arrives. I don't want to spoil it's it, not. but because I bought it, <laughs> I it had gross? to buy it on the Mattel How much website. Was it? Uh, I had to buy it on the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Obviously, I over a hundred. Oh no. Really? Yeah. Under a hundred? Under a hundred. Under under fifty? No. Over fifty. At this point, <laughs> just what? say the number. Seventy nine bucks. Seventy nine. Oh, okay. Seventy nine bucks. What what about a Monopoly movie? But I think they are making that. They are that. But yeah. like it's in it, it's, it's in called the America. <laughs> but it's in the realm of Wolf of Wall Street. It's just the it's just the Monopoly guy who's taking over. It's played by Leo. Dude. Leo <laughs> I got Broadway. <laughs> we all know that Broadway is not the square to win. I, I'm just really hoping it's they the do. Dude, no one wants to play Monopoly with me. You know that? I don't want to play Monopoly. I'd play with Monopoly with you. You would? Yeah. I beat you. We wouldn't we wouldn't play <laughs> nice. Because the way I apparently people don't like playing Monopoly with me because I'm very manipulative and I lie a lot. And I'm like, well that's what you do to win. Like what are you supposed well, to do how playing do you nice? Lie in Monopoly. Like you tell them that what a property's you... not worth as much as it is and you convince them to sell it to you for a low price and then You, you... just ask them, Can I I wanna see the card? Give what? me the card. That's what I always do. And then you steal it? No. No, you just look at the card. You just look at the card. Yeah. You can ask him for the card. You can ask him for the card. Yeah, you just go. Let me see the card. Full in depth for it. I go like, oh well, like listen, if yeah, I give you, yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, and if listen, you did in that, the long the... run, I'm yeah. paying you what the card is actually worth in like five turns. Your return of investment, trust me, is not going to be good if you keep it. Who would believe you? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> With that statement right there, I wouldn't believe you're, you. You're one of those guys that says, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> entrepreneur on yeah. their Instagram account. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> creator. A Content lover of creator, nature. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Self-business owner. Yeah. Because <laughs> Justin doesn't like playing Monopoly, Risk, Catan. Uh, I like Stigo. playing Risk. Risk is fun. I risk like, is I'll fun. play Risk. He Justin doesn't like playing with me. Because you're like a warmonger, aren't you? <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. No, because I'll, cause I'll just, I'll be kind of like, wow, he's really, he's really encroaching on your area, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I do yeah, with Monopoly. Yeah. Like, you know, I, 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 you're okay with that? Like, yeah. I can't believe he took away your bonus. See, and then he me, goes like, dang, you're right. Why would he take away my bonus? I go, that's messed up. You know, I think that you should really, 
And What's like, that? I don't, I don't necessarily tell you what yeah. you should do, but like, I think that you should really do something about him in your area. And then they just keep on fighting. See. And then I go, I'm just gonna sit here and wait until I have an army. I play the quiet game. I yeah. just, I sit there and I'm just like, okay, go ahead. You like, do what you need to do. So you don't and care then, if you win or lose. No, 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 not that. And then I'll, I'll be kind of like just sitting there. Have you ever played the thing game on the board game, the thing? No. That's based off of the movie. No. So it's, it's the same thing as, uh, it's, it's, it's another. It's basically take. Among Us. Yeah, well, that's what it is, you know. And then like board the game thing, version of Among Us. Yeah. So then I'm just sitting. I'll just do that, and people are like, "You're you, you like you're infected." No, you're infected. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and your objective is to get onto air helicopter, and then I'll just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get on the helicopter." Okay, but I've been infected. I played Among Us. You played Among Us? Yeah. Among Us, amongst the three of us and some other people would be funny. I so I so what I do is is that <laughs> if I'm caught. I just go, I say in the chat, it's me, kill me, do it now, what are you waiting for? And they're like, I'm just, I've done, yeah. I've done it so many times because we play on Discord, Yeah. and then we'll, and we, where I'll kill somebody, and then yeah. because we have all admin mm-hmm. power on the Discord, oh. I'm just going, I'm, as soon as like they, they die, they're like, you son, I swear to God, you guys need it, and then I'll just mute them, and then go, the dead town hotels. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you guys think killed him? <laughs> well, it was a shame. <laughs> we got so off track. See, we're already tangent. Um, Mattel, they're uh, they've been releasing a couple of toys. Mm-hmm. Like I've announced, they've announced a couple of toys. I don't know if you guys saw that they are allowing pre-orders, or I think it's already on sale. Weird mm-hmm. Barbie is officially a thing now. Uh-huh. They've sold that. Uh, they also revealed uh, the fox fur coated Ken from the movie. That's oh, really? The one with the bandana, right? Yes. The funny thing about that is if you look at the box, it's the Barbie box, but it's scratched out and it has the Ken logo on it instead. That's actually pretty sick. Yeah. So oh, like, those, oh, yeah, yeah, those are pretty cool. But those, the... you can sell, you can buy them in Walmart. Oh, okay. I know that some of them they don't sell anymore. Wow, these are actually pretty the, cool. The new Princess dolls are pretty, or there too. Some of them are up for pre-order. Uh, but if you click on the Barbie icon right there. You can see what they've announced so far. Oh, yeah, look. He's wearing his little... That's the cowboy, cowboy one. They, cool. That one's for pre-order, I think. This the car. Do they not have the fox, uh, fox fur, Ken? Hold on. I don't know. I can't. The, there's a circle with the... Uh, with the arrows. With the arrow. Up here? Yeah. Okay. Keep going. They have Uno Barbie? Oh, they don't oh, have you it can there. Get a, you can get a remote control Barbie car. Barbie Yeah. God dang man! Uno Barbie, I would, I would get Uno Barbie honestly. So Uno Barbie, yeah, from the do they, movie. Do they have Allens? No, that's the one that they haven't yeah, done anything. Yeah, they haven't yet. released no. an Allen. I want, a, I want, I want an Allen. Yeah. <laughs> All the guys get Allens. <laughs> I would get an Allen. I would get an Allen. I would get an Allen. And I would get that Ken. Honestly. <laughs> and then I would then get, and then I would then change Allen's clothes for Ken. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because oh, you know why? Alan should have his respect. <laughs> Alan, needs to, he needs his dues paid. He All needs right. his, paid his dues. <laughs> Let's move on to the next topic. So a uh, couple release date announcements. Uh, One Piece, the net, the live-action Netflix TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released a couple character posters. It's set to release in August 31st. Man, that movie's going to – that show is going to bomb. That's It's a weird – everyone's clowning on it. It's going to bomb. 
I'd be surprised if it actually does well, but only because people are like interested in seeing it, and that's why it gets viewership. The 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 problem with it, and, and you know what, I've seen a couple of like stills of like the mer the merman, and you know some of the others. It looks okay. I mean, it's just gonna be really weird. It's a weird. Sh it's a weird thing to try to adapt. I here's the thing. I was watching Meat Canyon's interpretation of, um, of the One Piece trailer. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that the reason why One Piece, or not One Piece, but anime live action movies don't work is because anime is very exaggerated. It is. In terms of their action sequences and stuff that you can't replicate in real life. So and, I feel and like. if you do, it's over. It's over. It's too much. It is. Right? So I don't know why they keep doing this. I have a Ken that has a prosthetic leg. What? A Barbie. Uh, no, Ken. A Ken with a prosthetic leg? Yeah, a Ken with a prosthetic leg, and then they had a Ken with in a wheelchair. I don't know why I thought you were going to so. say there's a Ken with a prostate. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, what? What do you mean? Getting ready for to have a prostate. <laughs> Just, yeah, there's a Ken with a prostate. I was like, what? Why uh, is he? Who would do that? Um, who no. would do? Uh, but the other things that are releasing, Scott Pilgrim finally gets a title reveal mm -hmm. scott pilgrim takes off is the anime version of the live action movie that came out well over 10 years ago at this point and okay so my question is that did they just take the audio from the movie no. or did they come back and read they it? all the all the actors are returning actors and actresses are returning and they did the voiceover for it see that's gonna be weird because everybody aged it releases november 17th by the way um no, like some people, some people's voices changed over the years. Sure, but I don't think it's going to be that noticeable. I think that it's fine for what they're trying to do. The thing I don't understand is why are we doing? I thought it was going to be a continuation of the story because no, it it's is. A, it's a re. It's, it's a, a redo, re right? It's, it's a, it, yeah, it's just basically the same thing. But I think it's gonna. There's going to be some changes to it because I think Brian O'Malley is it's now. A, it's going to be closer to the comic. Yeah, which I'm fine with because I do want to see the Scott Pilgrim that's in the comic books. That's more of a dick. That's what I, I want to see. I don't know if that is what. The, what are you doing? What? He's what just you, <laughs> now you're shopping for wrestlers. Are you yeah. shopping? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get paid? No. Next week I will. <laughs> He's just looking to see what he wants to get. You get that Randy Orton. You need to get that Rock. What were you saying, Nick? You need to get the Rock. Nick. He does look like him. He does actually look like him. Good, yeah. it's a With a smile. That's yeah, a solid one. Was it? What did you say? <laughs> about what? <laughs> what are we talking about? Scott Pilgrim. Oh, oh right, Reds. that's right. Uh, Cody Rhodes. That's great. Okay. So, anyway, Scott for Scott Pilgrim, I think that it's going to be interesting. It's, I mean, let's see how it goes. It's, is it a series or a movie? I think it's a series. What's that airing on? Netflix. Really? Uh huh. November seventeenth. Yeah, we'll see. Which is interesting because they just announced the cast list like months ago. And it's already getting a release date. That means that this project has been under wraps for like a couple of years now. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, other release dates. Power Rangers Cosmic Fury releases September 29th. Uh, we've talked about this series before, I think a couple months ago. That's the uh, one with the new Red Ranger. That's right? the one with the new Red Ranger, uh, who is the first female Red Ranger. Mm -hmm. um, but In America. It, huh? In America. In America. But. Super Sentai, they've had several. Yes. Did you guys see that they released the intro for Cosmic Fury? No. No? I didn't care to. And then you give me crap for not getting into the content as well. They released the intro for Cosmic Fury. Who is coming back? David Yoss. 
He's coming back David as Yost? Billy. Yes. So he's coming back. We don't know what role he'll be playing. I don't know if he's going to be playing uh, like a similar role that he did with uh, Power Rangers in space. But well, he is coming back as Billy. He's, he's supposed to be kind of like an ambassador. That's that's the thing, though. Yeah. But I'm also wondering if Cosmic Fury is going to connect to uh, once Morphin. and no, once and always. I don't think it, it might, but because Lord Zed is coming back, he's the main villain. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like because Rita Repulsa was back in that one. Yeah, as robot it's, Rita Repulsa. But who was she trying to bring back in Once and All? Once and Always was she it was, Goldar? She, no, she was trying to bring back Zed. Mm-hmm. So then it has to connect in some sort of way. Yeah, but the thing is that Zed's already been reincarnated like four or five times. Because then uh, there was also one where they went time traveling and then Mm -hmm. they reincarnated Zed before he was purified. Well, the synopsis of Cosmic Fury is that supposedly the Power Rangers are chasing Zed into space. So they go from Dino Fury to Cosmic Fury. That's why the Power Rangers change into this sort of like costume. This is why they're having the name change. Do you guys know that Lord Zed is from the same planet that Zordon's Zordon. from? Yeah. They're best friends. He's from Altar. Yeah. And they were best friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. I'll keep an eye on it just to see what's going on with that. Apple TV teases a new MonsterVerse series called Monarch Legacy of the Monster. Mm-hmm. It'll follow two points in time. One in the past, one in the present. Mm-hmm. And... It'll feature Kurt and Wright, Wyatt Russell. Mm-hmm. They're going to be playing uh, the same guy. The yeah, same Kurt guy Russell from Two Points in Time. Taking on Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The That's Russells. interesting. Yeah. The Russells. That's pretty cool. I love that, it. that they did like I'm uh, excited. Yeah. The younger version and older version, but they're mm-hmm. not CGIing it. No. I'm pretty cool with that. I'm they good look with that. so similar. They, yes. Mm-hmm. It's believable. I think Wyatt looks more like Goldie Hawn, honestly. Maybe. I think he looks more like his mom. Wait, if, you know what? If he if he has his beard, he looks like his dad. Uh, yeah. He looks like his dad when he has his beard. Yeah. But when he's clean shaven, he looks like Goldie Hawn. He does, yeah. Loki season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys seen the trailer for it? I think we've mm-hmm. all seen it, right? Did yeah. you guys catch that there's like a McDonald's reference to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know why they're making a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. I thought that McDonald's was usually referenced in like a bunch of TV shows and movies, but apparently not. No, it's kind it's, of like a big deal. Yeah, it's a it's a big contract deal. Yeah. Yeah. So like, the, apparently that was a big deal. Yeah, because now they're gonna be there's supposed to be like McDonald's merch from the show for Loki. Yeah. yeah. From yeah. And that then McDonald's will have McDonald's will be uh, collabing to like mm-hmm. do some Loki special sauces is and it, stuff like that. Is it like uh, a re- like? Kang? I think they already started. Yeah, I is know it, the sweet and sour sauce. Is it like Kang and cuffs? And then they also have like you know, Kang behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Just Kang in court. <laughs> those are the new burgers? Those are the, new, are they like those the, the apple new to- pie flavor? Yeah, those are the new, to- those are the new toys. <laughs> Kang pleading his innocence. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> While you look that up, Renee, I'm going to go ahead and start because we have uh, I have like two more pieces of news before we start to our main topic. For an interview with Esquire, director J.C. Chandor, the director of... Uh, Craving the la- uh, Craving the Hunter. Is that a Loki sauce? Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the special thing that is they're the ordering. Sa- is the That's sour? the thing that was featured in Loki. Was mm-hmm. a quarter pounder with cheese, French fries, and a Coke. Yeah. That's what's apparently going to be ordered. That's also a Big Mac. That's not a quarter pounder. They said it was either a quarter pounder or a Big Mac. Which is sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. I don't know. It's just packaged differently. You know the things those things are going to sell on eBay for like twenty five bucks in like five years. It's like the um, what was it the um. The one from Rick and Morty? Yeah. We got to catch oh, yeah, on the trend first. Is that because, uh, was it Sylvie was working at McDonald's? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the director of Craven the Last Hunter says that this movie is a tragedy. 
when the final credits roll on this film, you won't have a feeling this is all going to end great. Obviously, yeah, it is not. a tragedy because you made the movie. <laughs> I was gonna Damn. say that. I like, mean, do you do you not do you not agree? What? It's a tragedy because the movie's being made. It's I not Craven. Seen it. Oh my God! Dude, really? Like, this is the first time you're like, "Look, I gotta watch it." I gotta watch before, it, man. Before I, you know, put an you opinion down there. You don't. You don't think you, you think it's gonna get? Tell I me honestly. Well, I don't think, but okay. <laughs> you don't think? I don't think, but you I just act. Feeling, I just act. Like, okay. You just are. I just. I'm just here. You just am. I'm just here. He is. Last piece of news: I'm Zachary Levi. I don't know if he had access to Twitter again. Who did? He just Zachary Levi. Cause he hasn't, he doesn't tweet much, but no. lately he's been like on this like Twitter spree where he just like replies and just says a he's bunch of crap. The, he's been on an X spree. <sighs> Would you call it a triple X? <laughs> <laughs> he addresses Hollywood <laughs> with this quote. I personally feel that the amount of, uh, the amount of content that, oh my God, why did I write so sloppy, dude? I don't you were writing fast. I was. And you were like, oh, I'm done. Let's go. Set up the lights. <laughs> I personally feel like the amount of content that comes out of Hollywood that is garbage, they don't care enough to actually make it good for you guys. Basically, he says, vote with your wallets. Don't give Hollywood money if the movie sucks. Yeah. But this comes after the release of Shazam. Period of the Gods? Yeah. Which is kind of weird because even though we did like the movie, it wasn't a good movie. We had our complaints with it. I think what it was, it was he knows he's not coming back. No, but I also feel that he's not wrong. But he's not wrong though. If you if you honestly do feel that the movie wasn't good, don't go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't go see it again. Yeah. Don't give it money. Don't do anything else. And then the studio is going to know that wasn't a sell. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like that movie just doesn't sell right, and that's not. And not only, what do we do wrong? What did we not market it right? Did we not do this? Mm-hmm. Like, how exactly can we fix that? And if we, if you keep on doing that, and you stick to that pattern, then they'll make changes because they want that money, they want that dollar. My biggest problem with that statement, right, is that obviously, like, if you don't like something, right, mm-hmm. don't vote for it. You know, because money talks. So if a movie bombs, obviously they're not going to make it again, right? Yeah. But I feel like that kind of tactic just doesn't work on Hollywood execs anymore because if a movie bombs they don't understand why they just say like all oh, this concept sucks yeah let's just move on to the next one yeah and if they repeat the same thing mm-hmm. until like they actually release a banger it's just studios they just they're they just think about money at the end of the day like if it even if it wasn't that great but still people watched it enough uh-huh they're still gonna make another one I mean like, it's the reason why we got 10 fast and the furious movies which I'm fine Because they're awesome. Yeah. Or <laughs> oh no, that's or ten, my line. <laughs> or ten Saw movies. Oh yeah. Those are awesome too. Ten or eleven. It's ten or twelve. No, the new one's gonna be number ten. Yeah, I know, but yeah. doesn't it's not the Saw to Spiral? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Spiral, Spiral technically doesn't count. Jigsaw doesn't count because mm-hmm. it's not a. Oh, Saw all movie. of a sudden, right? No, they're not. A all Saw of a sudden, title but when movie. I said Tokyo Drift isn't doesn't count because it's not number three in it. Mm-hmm. No, because they actually said that it's not. But it's it still says the Saw story, so technically it is part of the Saw universe. No, they already said that it doesn't. It doesn't have to be canon. I'm saying it's not canon. It doesn't have to be. So you're saying that Tokyo Drift is not canon? No. I'm just saying it's not number three. So Han doesn't exist? No, Han does exist. When does he exist? What I'm saying is that it doesn't have to be canon. Star Wars stuff, when it's labeled as Legends, mm-hmm. does that stuff count as Star Wars stuff? Yeah, No, it it's Legends. Yeah, but it doesn't. it's not canonical. No, because Disney doesn't want to connect the dots. Oh, yeah, obviously. Disney, or Disney, I'm Jesus. glad that Star Wars... Lost all the legend stuff. 
I'm happy they did. Yeah, some of the legend stuff is a great. It's not that. It's just to kind of shut up the Star Wars fan base for a second. Well, I kind of like the story where Luke turns to the dark side. That's, That's fine. The stories story. are great. I'm not saying story. the stories are bad. I do like that one too. That's a good story. Honestly, if, no, they this... if they would have done that for the last Jedi, that would have been interesting. Been That's fine. That would have been a cool one. I just hate than... Star Wars fans who always like try to gatekeep it and go like, "You can't like Star Wars if you don't like the no, legend stuff." No, it's mine. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, who cares? Like, show me the books. No, I don't want to show you the books. I don't want to show you the books. You gotta experience it yourself. Yeah. What's the freaking point? I don't want to show you Ahsoka. Who cares? Ahsoka. It's going to be sick, dude. I hope it bombs. <laughs> Why? You because you like that. it. <laughs> you're a monster. You're a monster. I, I can't I even enjoy see... Strange New Worlds because you're just like, Star Trek. Like, I dude, who no, cares? I, didn't. I asked you how, how it was. Yeah, I'm liking it. Yeah, and I said good. Yeah, no, but then you're just like, eh, whatever. I'm like, dude, I said why? it was good. No, not yes, on, I did. in the mic. You did. When we're on the show, you change your tone. Off the show, you're just like, eh. I said I was watching Strange New Worlds, didn't I? You are. I said I was watching yeah. it. Yeah. You know why you were watching Strange New Worlds? Because, because there was, it was nothing Star Wars stuff around. You said that yourself. That was He's a direct right. quote. Did I say that? No, yeah. I mean, no, I'm agreeing with him. Like, there's nothing. There's no Star Wars. Yeah. So you're watching right Star Trek. Yeah, I had to watch something in space. I had to watch. <laughs> I had to watch something that had star in it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to watch sci-fi, mm-hmm. an actual sci-fi show. And I finished Norville. I finished all the Star Wars. <laughs> One, two, three, and Revenge of the Whores. Yeah. <laughs> is Orville good? Orville is actually really fun. Orville, you know what's funny? Is it feels like old school I have, Star Trek. I've had a lot of people that even even Star Trek fans love Orville because you know what's funny? It started out as a comedy, but then it turned into this like more kind of serious, serious Star Trek that it takes itself seriously. Yeah, but it still has its comedy aspects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's um what was it? Like there's an alien who comes on and he just gives off this aura of he of like you oh. want to mate with him. Is that the lieutenant dude? Huh? Or what's his name? That just like that big old alien dude? No, 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 no. no. Uh, it was uh, the dude from Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. Um, uh. Mr. Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? He comes on and mm-hmm. he's like this alien that gives off a pheromone and like oh, everybody okay. wants to sleep with him. <laughs> and they were like, why does everybody want to sleep with you? It's like, oh, when I touch people. I put I like secrete on them. Yeah, I and like it, um, they want to they wanted them mate with me. I like the big, deep voice dude, and then oh yeah, he just has random things happening with his life, like the one time where he's like, I need to take a sabbatical of like a month so he can lay his egg. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just sitting on his. He's egg. just sitting on his egg. He's just sitting there, and they're like, Naked? We, yeah, we like we we need your help. He goes, I am in, <laughs> I am in. A, I'm trying to lay on my egg. He's like. Why have you disturbed me? So I was telling Andy this because she found it very interesting that Star Trek deals with death in a very happy manner because I think she's so used to like watching science fiction where death is like a tragedy. Mm -hmm. And in Star Trek, it's like every time someone dies, it's like it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. The the thing I think I so in Orville, I think you'd like it because they do they 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 go back to old school Trek, Mm -hmm. which is. Like Where Adventure it, of the Day? It's Adventure of the Day, but not only that, but also it's, okay, cool, we've spent a lot of time with the main cast. Let's spend time with this one character. That's what Strange New Worlds does. I know, Strange New World does a really good job of doing that, but like Picard and some of the other ones, not so much. Mm-hmm. Where it's just kind of like, oh yeah, like this They're is... focusing more on the story aspect of it. Yeah, whereas they're not, in, they're not enjoying the adventure. Yeah. Whereas Orville does enjoy the adventure, it does enjoy its cast, and it, and it really uses the cast as well, as good as it can. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? The chief medical officer starts dating a sentient robot. because in Orville? She, yeah, in Orville, because she falls in love with him, and then he 
is like he starts like enjoying her children and basically he's researching humanity and he wants to understand what it means to be like a father okay or, and like sure a, a person. didn't orville end already yeah all okay, the seasons are, all the seasons are on hulu five seasons I think it's got like four. Four. It's like four or five. I'll give it a watch. That brings us to the end of comics, first, ladies and gentlemen. It's good. It's Let's good go ahead and talk about The Blue Beetle, the movie that will kickstart James Gunn and Peter Safran's DCU universe. DC universe universe. What do you guys think about it? We already gave you guys a spoiler warning before the show. Did we? Before the topic, yeah. Um, but here's your final one. Pause the podcast. Come back when you finished it. So, And I, start. So I think that Blue Beetle, it's it's really good. Uh, it's really I love, good at the end. No, but I, I, I do like, <laughs> I love the idea that in the very beginning of Blue Beetle, it does, it, it, with the newspaper articles uh, as the first thing, you can kind of tell that there has already been a history of Beatles. So the opening credits kind of already hooked me at the beat, like mm-hmm. from the start, because there were so many references to the comics into the story that they want to try to build just off of like the newspaper clippings, for example. And like we talked about it in comic strips as well, how there's different color variations of the scarab going across mm-hmm. and how the scarab, obviously the scarab, okay, not obviously because some people don't know, but the scarab is a weapon by mm-hmm. the it's alien. Yeah, it's, the reach. It's by the reach, mm-hmm. right? Which is a species of bug aliens that exist in outer space and mm-hmm. they want to take over. And basically they, they, send, they send the scarab so that way that's kind of like their ambassador. And then once they get there, the Reach then come, and then they try to make, like, the world perfect. Yes. And so and they show that off by having one of the scarabs just crash through the planet. It basically mm-hmm. destroys itself, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of like the reference they shoot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the references to the first Blue Beetle as well in Gang the newspaper right. clippings yeah. as well. Uh, they also reference a couple cities as well, no? In there? Yeah, they mentioned Gotham. They mentioned point. Gotham. They mentioned Metropolis. They mentioned Central... They mentioned yeah. a couple of cities. Like they, they mentioned that Garrett and um, what was it? And like Cord have both been the Blue Beetle for a while. Yeah, Which and is, there and there has been a blue. There's a history of Blue Beetles. Yeah. So let's because I feel like there's two main points to focus on when it comes to this movie. There's the story aspect of it, and then there's kind of like the the icing, the elements of like family mm-hmm. and like love and companionship, Heritage. all that stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. Heritage. Heritage, all that stuff mm-hmm. is like the second part about it, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, when I saw the early reviews for this movie, I've never seen a movie be so divided, have its critics be so divided. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have critics that basically say this movie is really good and gave it a solid 7, 8 mm-hmm. out of 10. And then you had other critics who were saying this movie is not at all um, comparable to anything else that has come out. It's not a good start for the DCU, and they were giving it low scores like four out of ten or three out of ten. Honestly, when you started telling me that, I thought that the Metacritic, I thought that the Tomatoes score and the Metacritic score were going to be a lot lower. You thought they were going to be in their sixties, right? I thought it was going to be somewhere in the fifties. So it keeps going down as the days pass or as the days keep going by. Because it was at ninety-eight. It was no. Yeah, the, it was. It was at ninety-six. The audience, the audience score. I'm talking about yeah. the, the the tomato score for the reviews. What was that it was when you an showed 88. it? To, it was at an eighty-eight. It was at an eighty-eight when it had its uh, press reveal okay. or press uh, press started or they started lifting you press reviews. It. You sent us a screenshot. Mm-hmm. I remember it was because I thought it was in the seventies. No, it was a, it was a, it was in high eighties. It was like an eighty-eight. Seventy-nine. Uh, it was a seventy-nine. Uh, it was seventy-nine, and then it was a ninety-five. That was yeah. This morning. This morning, mm-hmm. right? But when the press embargo lifted 
the tomato score was sitting at an 88 with like five to 10 reviews. Mm-hmm. And as the days went on, it kept getting lower and lower and lower. Now it sits at a 77 for critics. I think it's going to sit solid. If it sits I, I, at a 75, I'm okay with that because that shows even, the divide. Even in the yeah. 70s, I'd be okay with I it. Mean, even if for audience feels in the 80s, I'm it, okay it with it. It already got a certified fresh, too. So. Yeah, which is fine. I, I completely agree with that. The story is nothing new. I think that's kind of where people are really... It's nothing adventurous. It's nothing adventurous because mm-hmm. uh, a friend of the show, Sean, shared a TikTok with me where a guy is just kind of like going through the story mm-hmm. and he's clicking on photos of Blue Beetle and Ant-Man because the stories are so similar. And it's is like, it? oh, Blue Beetle is basically Ant-Man. Yeah, it's about a guy who is down on his luck, who then tries to get a job to save his family, and then he ends up doing really, you know, he ends up stealing something, and then the heroes are both bugs fighting a corporation that's trying to build tech to basically make super soldiers. And they are making a super suit that's based off the... No, you're not wrong. You're not... Yeah, exactly. So it's nothing new. But I think that the story is the weakest element of this movie. If you look at everything else, it's a pretty solid movie. There's really nothing to hate about it. No. but here's the thing, though they they so they went in with a very simple story, mm-hmm. and then but they filled the cast with some great character actors. Mm-hmm. They did. The Zolo takes he he's an awesome Jaime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you can really feel that he's you know you can f- really feel that he loves his family. You can really feel mm-hmm. that he wants to do good in the world. You can really feel that he's understanding what it truly means to be a hero throughout the movie. His family. Awesome. I really, I really enjoyed his family. Uh, I know you said you didn't enjoy his sister. So, I had the, I had the same experience you had. Okay. Which is the longer you sit on this movie, the more you like it. Mm-hmm. Because as I was driving home yesterday, I was like, I didn't like the sister at all. Because to me, if we're talking about that, the characters in the story, mm-hmm. right? They're a very exaggerated perspective of what a Hispanic family looks like in the U.S. Sure. Mm. That's what it is to yeah. me, right? It's very exaggerated, and there's nothing wrong with that because, yeah, the the culture, the love, and the togetherness that you know families like this go through, mm-hmm. that exists. It's just exaggerated. The sister, to me, was the most annoying part because a lot of her lines felt very forced, mm-hmm. and it was like you spoke in English, and then you had to say your one line in Spanish. Mm-hmm. She couldn't roll her R's. It was out of place. It felt like a line in Spanish didn't need to go there, but she forced it in there because it's kind of like a reminder of like, oh, yeah, I can speak Spanish too. Well, it just didn't fit. Well, the thing then is, you came out uh, and you said, oh, it's the younger brother, younger sis- uh, the younger sibling syndrome, yes. which is you mm-hmm. try to live up to the golden child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you went through that. Yeah. I and mean, my brother's going, my brother told me that he went through that. Yeah. Where it was like the, the older child can kind of do no wrong. Yes. Yeah. The older child, you know, will, will do everything to make sure that. He does every like X, Y, and Z and everything else. And then once you go over to the younger child, it's like, oh, you have like all these expectations to still meet up to that person, even though that's not you. Yeah. And that's where I started to like the sister. When you said it that way, <laughs> I start to have more attachment to the character itself. Not only that, but also I thought it was interesting, too, because her Spanish would also be bad. Yeah. Like it wouldn't roll. She wouldn't be able to roll her R's or anything like no. that because she doesn't like using Spanish, because she wants to. She's rebelling against the family, so yes. she's she wants to be more American yes. than be uh, which are, than be Latin. In terms of the story, the family 
made the story stronger when they were together. Yes. Yeah. When it was separated, the only character that worked by themselves mm -hmm. was Rudy, who was played by George Lopez. Yeah. And Jaime. That's, played by Zola. Well, that's because George Lopez can hold hold a movie on his own. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is understandable. Mm -hmm. I get that, right? But then the rest of the family, when they had their own moments, it fell out of place. And the only genuine acting that I got that really helped the story progress was when it was about the mom or the dad or the nana, basically everyone else besides the sister. Essentially, when, when the. But the thing is, is that the, those are the patriarchs of the family, which makes sense on why they would they would push the story fo forward when it comes to the family, yeah. seeing as they are the patriarchs of the family. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the story, this is an origin story about the Blue Beetle. But, but now that I think about it, that happens twice, the, the, the younger sibling syndrome, because it also happens to Rudy. Because Rudy also says the same thing. Yeah. Because Rudy says, well, I'm the screw-up brother who just lives on your couch. Yeah. Mm. That's all I am. I'm not, I'm nobody else. And then Jaime even goes, no, I love you. Like you're like, you're so awesome. Like, yeah. You're so cool. We would never have gotten as far as we have without you. And he's like, yeah, I guess I am pretty cool. And it's <laughs> like, and so, I mean, it, it, it they were, <laughs> the director must really went through some stuff because <laughs> he kept bringing up the situation. It's, it's a very, it's a very Hispanic thing. I think, and we looked into it. The director and the writer are, I think they're both Puerto Rican. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they both come from a background of making Hispanic based mm -hmm. movies and TV shows. Have fun. So <laughs> so th there is a lot of there's a lot of element to that. Right. Um but for me this is a, this is an origin story of the Blue Beetles. This is an origin story of Jaime Reyes and it doesn't borrow it borrows a lot from the comic books but it's completely new. I don't think this is anything based off like the comic books that um, existed. Yeah, I mean I like the I the whole point of like Victoria Cord and all that stuff—that's new. That's mm -hmm. that's not necessarily a big thing. The fact that Ted Cord has a daughter—that's kind of new. That he has had a daughter in like past renditions, and everything else. I like it. I like the I, I like the little tiny changes that they made, because dang, actually they kept on doing that. Now that I think about it, because even Victoria had the same thing going on with her. Yeah. Yeah, like everybody. No, she was the only child. It was her mom and her dad. They just she wasn't kind of, the, no, she wasn't the only, an only child. She was the younger. She was the older sibling, but she was the screw up because she was a female. Oh, okay. Wait, she, what was the relation to the other one? What do you mean? Um, the the main villain. The the guy? No, the girl. Victoria Cord. Oh, never mind. What Victoria was Victoria Cord is Ted Cord's si older sister that made the company with Ted's dad, and then. She, the dad left the company to Ted so who because does, she was a girl. So who does Jaime partner up with? That's Jennifer. Cord. Jennifer Cord. Okay. Jennifer Cord is his daughter. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I she, had the and two she's mixed up. and she's the and she's the uh, she is the second majority holder. Yeah. Inside of Cord Industries because yeah. she has her father's shares. Yeah. Okay. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, oh, you made me lose track of my thought. We're talking about the story. I was talking about the story. Oh, in terms of like what they borrowed from the comic books and everything. The yes. one thing I told you that I kind of wish they did a little bit more of, which you do see in a lot of like Blue Beetle, where they put the Blue Beetle in as a character, yeah. the Scarab tends to rebel against Jaime a lot. We didn't get that version of the Scarab in this movie. But the thing is that I... Okay, if I keep on having Jaime... Re I mean, the Scarab rebel against Jaime, 
for one, it's going to take longer out of the movie. And I don't mm-hmm. have that kind of time. No, you don't. It, it was a quick, simple story. Mm-hmm. Not Didn't only, oversee its well. It did, that's the thing, though. I, 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 the director understood I have to make this movie not short and sweet, but I really got to get to the point. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but also it's going to be harder if the, beetle, if the beetle keeps on rebelling and just rebelling and rebelling and rebelling. But that does leave it for a future movie because once you start, if I want to go ahead and go, I'm going to start introducing the Reach. Then you can have this connection of Jaime and the and the Beetle are synonymous, but then when the Reach start coming, they start taking over the Beetle, and that's where it's that's where it starts rebelling more and more and more. The reason I have a problem with it, and I I see what you mean, right? If you start introducing the Reach, but you have this element of future writers of whenever they have to handle the Blue Beetle now in this universe, they have to understand the background of it. Because if the Scarab is acting this way, we know that this is a broken Scarab. Mm -hmm. This Scarab basically had its entire, not DNA, but it's like, it's yeah, it's memory, Mm -hmm. kind of like rewritten. It Goku'd. Basically, yeah. Because you see it like, because actually you can see it get damaged while it's flying. Yes. Because in the very beginning you see it hit like a bunch of asteroids and then it flips over and then you see like sparks coming off of it and then it lands on Earth. And yeah, which is not technically how it happened. It like inhabited a different alien being, or I don't know if that's its original version, or if that's a new fifty-two, where the scare originally attached to a girl, an alien girl, and she was much more powerful than the scarab actually realized, and she started to she teach a- the scarab like, hey, you know, this is it, it's not about destruction or anything, and mm-hmm. that's how it learned to have a little more sympathy, and it didn't become a weapon anymore. But I do like the idea of the scarab just being a robot. It is just a machine. It's yeah. given a per, it's given parameters and it's given an objective. Yeah, to neutralize the target. It would be interesting if, whenever they do decide to use Blue Beetle again, mm-hmm. that the writers actually take that element and they say, okay, you know what? When the Reach get introduced, because they have to after the, if this is the beginning of the DCU, yeah. mm-hmm. they have to introduce. I the thought Reach. it was really funny though because, <laughs> I I don't know if you guys noticed, but the minute the the scene where he pull where the Scarab makes a gun, mm-hmm. it's the <laughs> it's the gun from Fifth Element. Is it? Yeah. It's the gun from Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the it's the gun that Gary Oldman uses. Mm-hmm. I have to take a look because it has like a rocket yeah. on the top. Mm-hmm. That you saw it, right? I saw it. When he yeah. says like, "No, no, no, we're not killers." Yeah, we're not killing. And then it changes back, and then it goes to like the song. That's weapons. a deep reference. It was a deep cut, and I was like, "Why would it be a Fifth Element gun? Like that's such a deep cut." That's pretty deep. But the thing is that there was a lot of deep cuts. Like the the tracker that they were using was a Nintendo SP. Uh huh. Uh, because it even had the little light. That came out. That oh, uh, Ted Kord's uh, weaponry Ted was, was a power glove from Nintendo. It was so, but you can see it, it's interesting because once you start getting in more and more Ted stuff, you can see that Ted wasn't a genius inventor. Ted knew how to take other people's tech and then turn it into something else. He MacGyvered it. He he was a good MacGyver. He couldn't he couldn't like f- put something together and make it sleek and make yeah. it look cool. That's why he even says, like, that's why Jaime, when he sees his tech going, like, Batman's tech is cool, but this tech looks like it wants to be Batman stuff, but the guy who made it had ADHD. Yeah. And, yeah. and everything else. And it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's sick. But I do like how they're already kind of expressing on how different Ted Cord is compared to Batman. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times that is the that is the the compromise. Yeah. Of like, well what's the difference between, you know, Blue Beetle and Batman? Yeah. In terms of the story for this, 
because it's the first of the DCU movies that'll be coming out in the next couple of years. Yes. Did it do a good job setting up the universe? It was ambiguous enough. Yeah. It didn't. Uh, the one thing I'm really happy about is that it didn't mention the Battle of Metropolis. So that no, we well that officially made it not none of the Snyder stuff canonical. Yes. Or it could be canonical, but we just don't know. In what parts? Well, because I feel like it would have been really. In- I think I feel like it would have been very easy for like his dad to go like, yeah, like you know, after the battle of uh, after what happened in Metropolis, we really considered calling you home, mm-hmm. and you know, after all that stuff, it was and, so close to God because it was so know. close, and we didn't know whether or not you were gonna. We didn't know if you were safe, and yada. They could have easily put it online, and then you were like, oh, okay, so that means that Jaime was going to college during the events of, ba- of BVS. Because every superhero was in Metropolis, apparently, yeah. during the events of Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's super weird. You did bring up a good point when we had this conversation after watching the movie that, what is it called, the uh, the city Palmera? Or oh, Palmera Bay, yeah. Palmera Bay, that it was very futuristic looking. It was, it was like a futuristic Florida. Yeah, it's a futuristic Florida. Um, and you kind of mentioned the fact that it's a good thing to see it this way because Gotham and Metropolis were so similar to each other it was, in the Snyder cuts, yeah, the Snyder the, versions of the movie. It, and I, you know what? And I get it. Too. It's really weird, too, because uh, you can kind of see that they maybe they added that on with the CGI of the city of Palmyra. Uh-huh. Um, just because when they're driving down the actual streets of Palmyra, it doesn't show the buildings. No. It just looks like a normal street. It looked like Los Angeles. It looked like just downtown LA. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I kind of wish they would have like added some of those features to Palmyra. Like even like if it was like a futuristic bridge or, you know, something. Some, yeah. Just so that way you can kind of feel like it. I, it didn't pull me out of the movie too, too much. I was just like, okay, cool. I do wish that they had those features, but it's okay. Yeah. But I do like the fact that it was these two sections of like the rich are up here and the poor are down here. Whereas in like Man of Steel and BVS and everything else, it's like, cool, Metropolis is right here. And then across the bridge is Gotham, yeah. mm-hmm. which makes no sense because why would we need a Batman? It wasn't until the flash that we kind of got a reference as to how far each city was yeah. because Central City was pretty far away from. Central City is like I think 125 miles away from Gotham. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Metropolis and them. Listen, no matter how much this this is a problem, if Batman is trying to solve something in Gotham, Superman could finish it. Yeah, Superman's being lazy now, <laughs> and he should. And like, I'm surprised that Diana and them are like, "Oh, why don't you go down and help?" And it's like, if I did it, then he wouldn't have anything to do. Yeah, <laughs> they did mention Superman. They did mention Batman in this, so we know they that they're established. The and they mentioned the Flash, mm-hmm. so they're con- they're they're confirmed characters already built in this universe, which is really good. For me, uh, Renee, you haven't talked or anything. Do you have any input on the story? Um, I say this is my part. I thoroughly liked it. I liked uh, how Zolo played off uh, Jaime. It was very little bit of Miguel in there. You can tell, mm-hmm. but you know, you could tell he put his own spin on it as well too. Isn't isn't Miguel his pretty oh. much only big part that he's done? Yeah, it's a thing. yeah. What, what else has Zolo done? Uh, you put him back in the computer. The whole point was to not get him in the computer, Nick. I'm sorry. Because now he's not going to talk anymore. <laughs> no, I, I just want to know what, Zolo, what else Zolo's done. He hasn't yeah, done anything I, major. I feel I like think. his big things have been Cobra Kai and this. Uh, oh, he was in Diabolical. Yeah, he voice? played the voice of the of the the pool when they did the episode of like all the rejected. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and he was uh, the Drew Barrymore show. He was in an episode of Twin Peaks. Yeah, he was in Rush Hour. Rush Hour. The first Rush Hour. Yeah. Wait, hold on. The Rush Hour or Rush Hour the show? Uh, there's a show. There was a show in 2016. Oh, that's what it was then, because it says 2016. Yeah, click on it. Yep, uh, TV show. Uh, Boom! I forgot about that, actually. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. That was, <laughs> I don't actually think there it's a fin- reason why I don't remember I this. don't think it finished its season. No, it didn't. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is that for me, was in, that? I in terms it. of what the story does for the DCU, is I like that it sets a lot of parameters for the future. So we know Batman, Superman, and The Flash already established superheroes here. Yes. There have there were a lot of like oversteps in terms of like, hey, we're not going to reference this like you said about the Battle of Metropolis. That's perfectly fine. But then you mentioned it at the end of the movie. They do have a mid credit scene where uh, Ted Cord basically is alive. Is alive, yeah. right? And then you mentioned something where it's like, well, where could he be? He was in the future. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh yeah, like Booster Gold, because mm-hmm. you know he's a pretty prominent character in the Blue Beetle series. Yeah, they're like best friends. And it didn't hit me until like I was walking away from the conversation. And, and like, then you're like, Booster, Booster Gold. Gold. And I was yeah. just like, oh, that's right. I like yeah. how me and you both clicked, and then Renee's like, yeah, he has a morons. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I figured that out an hour ago. Yeah, I was like in the movie, I was like, yeah, he's probably with Booster Gold. I was waiting for like a Booster Gold reference of some sort, just yeah, like that. But. but that's such a that's such a James Gunn thing to do. That yeah. would that would have been interesting if. You you would have had Booster Gold's uh, little robot yeah, you know, like show up and he's there, the thing yeah. that's pushing the buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that would have been kind of cool. But mm-hmm. I think that, and because I think they had already talked, was it was it James Gunn that was talking about doing a Booster Gold show? Yeah. That was it one was, of his lineups when he took over. He wants to do a Booster Gold show. Because so, he wants to focus on the, the lower end characters. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to focus on the Fab Five. He wants but that's to, smart, though. It is smart because now you're, it's smart because now you have trades Mm-hmm. taken over the Amazon bestseller list. Yeah. yeah. And DC sales are rocketing. Right mm-hmm. now, Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios is like, they're punching the air. Mm-hmm. Going like, we let go of this guy mm-hmm. that's literally making sales for DC Studios, mm-hmm. the movie industry, and comic books. Yeah. Like, James Gunn is smart about this. Well, the thing is, is that, because James, James already said that in the future... The- Shut up, Nick. <laughs> in, the, in, the fu- in the future, the animated, the comic book, and also the movies were all going to be connected. Yes. Together. And so that kind of, that's a very interesting concept of thinking everything you know about the DC universe is going to be on the screen. Yeah. It's good. And that means that we can make movies about anything. So make a Doom Patrol movie. Make a, what was it? Make, make weird movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? There's a lot of really, make an Etrigan movie. There you go. Etrigan would be so interesting. Could you imagine making like a King Arthur, Arthurian like show mm-hmm. or movie, and then like you have like Etrigan and he's just talking in rhymes and stuff? Yeah, that'd be really sick. If there's one thing that DC fans are, is that they're very loyal to the brand, and that it's a smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing that'll give you guys. It's because Marvel fans tend to just jump ship when things don't work out the way they do. Mm-hmm. And DC fans, from what I've understood, is like, they'll die with the ship. <laughs> See, they'll, they're, they're like, they're like I'm, I'm going down with the ship, boys. Let's do this. We're, the, we're just the musicians yeah. on the Titanic just going like, it's a pleasure playing with See, you. <laughs> what, what I'm excited about now with the DC universe is that it's a universe that's not connected with a huge, huge studio company. 
because with Marvel movies, it's always like we gotta make a Marvel movie, but, but then also we also Disney. but but you also gotta feature it at Disneyland. Yeah. So we gotta feature merch here and stuff like that. So it's, what's what's the most merchable thing in here that we can just it's not exploit? Tied down. Yeah. I, yeah. I just love the idea of Warner Brother of Warner Discovery going. Well, what's the merch that we could sell with these things? And then James got it going. Uh, the comics. Yeah, books. <laughs> why don't we? Why don't we just books. sell the comics? Yeah. <laughs> if we sell the comics, I don't they'll think he buy did that those. on purpose. I don't think he's doing that on purpose. James mm-hmm. Gunn. The, the the brilliancy about James Gunn is that a lot of the things that he's smart about, I can guarantee you, he, he fell does, into. He fell into probably the guy I mean, is like yeah. The guy went to California for the gold, not because of the gold rush, but because he wanted to start a new life, and he's then an, he just so happened to be at the gold rush. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. He's, he's an, an idiot. Malapod. He's an idiot savant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy is a yeah. smart dude. He is. But he, it's like the stuff that he does is brilliant because, yes, if your book sales don't work, you can fall on the merch. Mm-hmm. And the merch for Blue Beetle is great. I'm in love with the title. Mm-hmm. The way the title look is sick. It's got this retro, like, what is it called? Like, Honestly, uh, 80s. It- what thought, is it? Synth, like synth vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting because it's I a kinda, retro wave. I from the Blue Beetle, I kind of thought it looked like the Beast Wars one. Yeah, it right. It yeah. looks like Beast Wars. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I in general, the 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 way that this movie kind of plays out is making allows it to be. Yes, we can be fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can still tell serious stories, such as what happens with Jaime's family, how mm-hmm. exactly they're dealing with it. Even the main, even the main villain, the fact that yeah. he was, that was a like child a, that soldier. Was like a rug they pull out from underneath. <laughs> yeah, the very yeah, end. Like, yeah, the like, very end where they were just like, he's a child soldier, and everything was killed, and all of his family was killed, and, and you're just like, oh. Oh man, this sucks. So let's use this. Oh, as, let's let's yeah. use this as the transition to the next part yeah. of the conversation, right? Because the story, we we say it's very basic. It's good. It's enjoyable, right? But to us, I think the thing that got us the most is the cultural aspect of this movie, mm-hmm. right? Yes, you're a hundred percent right. The background of the main of the villain, the soldier, is a huge rug pull. But it's because you come from that background of this movie really focusing on Hispanic and Latino heritage. True. Right? Because to say basically like, oh, yeah, this guy is a jerk because, you know, he lost his family. Okay, that's basic, right? But they took it like 50 steps forward and they said, this guy is a child soldier when the imperialists were trying to, you know, communize Guatemala and his family, his mom. He saw his mom get bombed. By like who knows what country that was going after and then he them was at then that point. Kidnapped by Court Industries, and then he yeah. was like, you know, like this kid was trained to be a soldier at like five, and use yeah. and like he had to kill people and everything. It's like, bruh, and he was a child soldier. Yeah. You were like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and then you were, you were like, you know what, man? Maybe let him, you know? Yeah. No, because because he in in a way in the very beginning he kind of is like the the quiet you know, faceless henchman. Yeah. yeah. He's very, it's kind of like if you were to go back to Batman 89 and then give Bob a full backstory <laughs> of how Bob got to being the Joker's henchman. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And what? then you were just like, oh, wow, the Joker like killed his wife. I think uh, Variant, the YouTube channel, also mm-hmm. did a background on that character on as Bob? well. Uh, no, not on Bob. On, Bob. <laughs> on this, on this soldier from yeah. Blue Beetle. So yeah. I got to take a look at that video too. It's the Almec. Yeah. So Omec. I will say this. I mean, there are movies that do reference Hispanic culture, and I do feel a connection to it. This movie is probably the first one where I feel a very, very close connection to it. And granted, I, I, I understand the family's Mexican. There are a lot of Mexican references. Never a lot more Mexican references than anything, but. 
pretty much when it comes to the morals, the 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 culture, the love of family, all those different things, it's pretty much all the same. Yeah. And I think Zolo, we said it yesterday, he's not Mexican, right? Mm-mm. He's a uh, can you look up on uh his Por- I believe he's Puerto Rican. Is he Puerto Rican or Colombian? I thought we said he was I, Colombian. I he's, he's either Colombian or Puerto Rican. Well, it's it's interesting how they they use a family that's Mexican, but he's American. <laughs> <laughs> says, says American actor. <laughs> he's an American actor. All right, what's his? Uh, what's it? It's not his. Uh, it's not um. His ethnicity. His ethnicity. That's what it is. Yeah, because I what, what did, I said something else and someone got mad at me. He's like, it's not his ethnicity. Uh, he is of Mexican, Mexican Cuban, Cuban and Ecuadorian. So he's got three backgrounds basically. Yeah. Which is interesting. But this movie So he's he's Latin ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I heard. But <laughs> to me it's very hard to see a lot of Hispanic movies because you have movies that are like have Hispanic culture in it, but it's either Mexican forward. Cuban forward, Puerto Rican forward. This movie embraces every other I, culture. I just thought it was funny because, like, once you start getting to like near the end of the movie, we had all talked about it. We were like, I thought it was an, I thought they were gonna encanto the end of it, like, because the, the house, because yeah, the, the house, whole, the house burned uh, down, yeah, the neighborhood's coming out, and, and the whole neighborhood comes out, and you're like, oh, oh, they're coming to fix that. Yeah. I was waiting for them to go lay down your. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> and then not only that, but then they then say, well, it's going to take us forever to rebuild this place. And then yeah. even Jaime goes, I'm sure we can ask some of these guys to yeah. help us out. And I was like, yeah, so we're just going to encanto the ending? Okay. So so here's, okay. I wasn't ready for this movie. <laughs> I wasn't ready In at all. In what way? In the death. Oh, the death of Because this movie, okay. okay, hold on. I know that we've been, because honestly... This death did hurt me too. So, because like we were in the middle of the movie, it hurt Nick. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it hurt middle, you too. It did. Okay, so we're in the middle of the movie, and then this death happens, and then Brian is like, "I'm not gonna turn to Nick because he's gonna make fun of me." And then Nick's like, "I'm not gonna turn to Brian because he's gonna make fun of me," because I started to well up, and I was like. About well ago. It's so I'm sad. Not crying, you're crying. It's so sad because <laughs> it's it, because early on in the movie, it's a very it's a very like quick. It's very quick. But he, that dad look the, the death doesn't. Spoiler alert. Dad, dad dies. dies. Dad <laughs> Great. Hey, you know what? Kick Mexican me in the balls, man. Dad dies yeah. of cardiac arrest. Oh, just like my dad. <laughs> Jesus. And he passed away when I was like in my early twenties too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, wait, great. Yeah, yeah, I totally wanted to get blasted with a reminder of that because you just want to get plus, kicked in the nuts. Plus, <laughs> and on top of that, the sister, the actors that played the sister, was selling it. Oh yeah, she yeah, was. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. I, was like, I, uh, I honestly, I think it's it just. I, I think, it, but it was the whole. It was the fact that, but the, the fact that they built on the on the entire family being very. <laughs> Cause Relatable. okay, I have to relive it now. Yeah. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get through this without crying. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what got me the most, right? So for people that don't know, I can see your eyes are floating. Right shut now. up. <laughs> Were you also carried or carried back from like by an evil corporation? No, it's wor- it's worse, but it's it's closer to that. So basically, when my dad passed, mm. we had spent. The, the evening together watching uh, we went to a soccer game yeah. okay. and that was the last moment I got to see him because my dumb ass decided to go hang out with friends yeah. that night afterwards to be fair you didn't know, you didn't I, did, know. I didn't know but you know that, that was it it was it's like not your fault. It's, yeah. it's not but like it sucked because like 
you you can't take it back right i mean and so what sucks is that that was the last time i got to see him and so when he passed away it's like you 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 can't do anything about it right Mm -hmm. so the reason this one hurt me the most is because i didn't expect him to pass uh, to die sorry (laughs) i didn't expect him to die but (laughs) do i don't need this what are you talking about (laughs) um yeah you do go get him Uh, (laughs) Get that right now. Let me get through this. You can't. You're not. I'm going to get through it, all right? What got me the most was that Jaime was being dragged away. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the sister that sold it as much as it was Solo. Yeah, it was Solo. Because he couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. yeah, because he has has the most powerful thing in the universe. No, but it's the symbolism that hit you. Yeah, yeah. because he couldn't do anything about it. And what got me was that he witnessed his dad. I don't think he paid attention to his dad dying. But in the movie, you hear the the heartbeat and then... When he like, because the suit reads that he's dead, yeah, and that's when he passes out. Mm-hmm. So it sucks that he couldn't do anything to save his dad because mm-hmm. he himself was getting taken away, mm-hmm. and that was his last moment with his dad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's Hearing what sucks. Died, yeah. 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 And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I know, don't laugh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. But I, I do, I, I, I think it's interesting that they had a lot, there was a lot of that symbolism that was there and they allowed for, they really did allow for that moment to, to, to kind of stretch. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because, because I feel like if they would have just, if I, he would have just fallen and then went, and then you would have been like, oh, okay, cool. It's dead, dead. Yeah. But like the fact that they really let it, they, they let his, his him struggle. Yeah, they let him like really feel his death, and not only that, but also I think he passed out slightly before. That's why the the thief comes after he passes out. Yeah, so that so he doesn't necessarily know his dad is dead. Yeah, and then that's when you have that the vision quest, and his dad is kind of which I also had, which was so messed up. You also had a vision quest with your dad. Yeah, yeah. I told him I told him a couple weeks afterwards. This is before we even started the show. Mm -hmm. Um, This was like. So I remember coming into the store and I was talking to Renee because I had like a huge headache afterwards. This is like a couple weeks after my dad passed yeah. away. Mm-hmm. But I told him that like a couple days after my dad passed, um, I had this like really like dream that didn't feel like a dream where my dad came to my house mm-hmm. and I got to spend another day with him. I don't remember the conversation that him and I had. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that, he basically stood up from the couch in my living room and then proceeded to go out the door. And he told me the one thing that I remember him telling me was like, you know, I raised you to be the man that you are and you'll do fine without me. And it sucked because I couldn't do anything to stop him to get out of the door. And so that vision quest that Jaime has mm-hmm. in the movie was very similar to that because mm-hmm. he realizes his dad's dead after he sees him here. Yeah. And his dad tells him, like, granted, it's very cheesy because he's like, your destiny is to connect with the with the scarab and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But he tells him, like, you know, I realize what my destiny is, and I've raised you to be the kind of person that you are. I, and but that's I, a conversation I, I feel. I feel like that that wasn't I, – I mean, I don't think that that's what his dad was telling him. It was like, oh, your destiny was to be part of the scare. His destiny was to become a hero. Yeah, yeah. basically. That, that's what he was saying. Like, mm-hmm. you – like, the, the beetle chose you because you're the best of us, mm-hmm. and I raised you to be the best of us, and I'm proud of you. And, you know, and, and as he ends up going and everything else – uh, I do like that as they become symbiotic and him and the be- him the actual uh, beetle connect, 
the beetle becomes fluent in Spanish. Great. Yeah, that was good. Like, it, it starts speaking to him in Spanish. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's bilingual now. <laughs> <laughs> it picks up the attitude of yeah. that, great, right? It, 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 be, it, it became a, a which it became a Latin woman. The, <laughs> Just a lot of sass. The, the cultural the cultural things that this movie really focuses on is family, right? Yes. It's community. And it deals with death in a very interesting way. Because I, the thing is that I do, f- they mentioned community a lot, and I get it. The movie had a very small cast. Yeah. You didn't see community come out as much until the end of the movie. Yeah. And I do feel it. But the thing is that I thought it was interesting that people were seeing the Reyes as B rated, but nobody helped them. Well, because the, the idea was that they were being, I mean, consider it this way they mentioned it before that raids even started. They couldn't go to the cops because <laughs> certain family members didn't have papers. So to them, that community could be a bunch of other people that don't have papers. They don't want to get involved with it for their own safety. Right. Granted, I mean, that's kind of what it is. That's It's the reality of stuff, you know? Yeah. But the idea of community is still there. When my dad passed and we had, you know, uh, like a memoriam to him, like literally after we buried him, family members that we haven't seen in a really long time showed up, brought things, helped us out with a lot of different things. That community aspect still exists in death, and that's cultural aspect of, you True. know, Hispanic culture. They did that really well in this movie. True. You. That's what I really appreciate about this. Because it didn't focus so much on one aspect, which was Mexican. I love the fact that it was very universal. The Hispanic culture, the Latino culture that exists nowadays is not a very uni- Latin culture. It wasn't because we, we were talking about it in the parking lot afterwards of there, there was a lot of points where it wasn't culturally specific. You couldn't immediately yes. look at it and go, oh, well, that's 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 a, that's a Mexican culture. Oh, that's Guatemalan culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're Cuban and everything else. Because we couldn't really like identify what kind of Latin they were. Mm-hmm. We knew that they were of Latin descent. But like I was saying for Zolo, they're very Latin ambiguous yeah. because they were bringing up some stuff that, oh, like those are terms that, you know, a Puerto Rican, like Puerto Rican families use that some terms that Spanish families would use, you know? So it, it really does kind of like, they, they do do kind of like a hodgepodge of the heritages and everything and the cultures, mm-hmm. but it mixes kind of well because they, cause some of the cult, some of the cultural things that people do span over multiple cultures mm-hmm. and it's okay. Um, but yeah, I think it really does touch a lot of that. Well, that's the thing that we, we've talked about this off the show before is that, you know, Mexican culture, for example, here in Los Angeles, isn't technically like OG Mexican culture. It's more LA culture. It's LA Mexican culture. It's, you know, immigrants coming from Mexico, living over here, spanning one or two different generations and then creating their own heritage here (laughs) in Los Angeles. And so you kind of get that in that movie where it's like, like you said, it's a hodgepodge of different cultures, Mm -hmm. Hispanic and Latin cultures coming together Mm -hmm. and not really focusing on one. And it did such a great job. I was able to relate to it a lot. To me, mm-hmm. the movie was very cringy at first, again, because of the of the sister. I just didn't like her as a character. As the story went on and as the movie kept going, I was just kind of like, okay, I can understand what's going on behind this and everything. Yeah. And I understood what it stood for. Well, the thing is that also I, 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 I understood the sister because she was very... I mean, not just the, like the, 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 the younger sibling thing, but I understood the sister because I know, a fam- I know family members that are the blunt one yeah they're like they anything they say is 
not coming out that's, well. Yeah. Or the sister in here is—that's basically how my sister is. Yeah, and that's the relationship that me and me and her have. Your sister's older, right? No, she's younger. She's younger. Mm-hmm. So that's how it is. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I do feel like there's a lot of re, re, relatability with that because I know family members that are like that. You have a sister that's mm-hmm. like that, yeah. you know, and that's. So that was why, like, as soon as I started hearing the sister and hearing mm-hmm. them go, well, listen, your job is just the balloon. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that she even messed that up, where it was like, oh, listen, this is all they had. <laughs> just handed him the balloon. Ah, you know what? I, I just tried. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, they made me come. Yeah. And, like, that's and yeah. that, that's very I, – I know. I've seen that, you know, where it's just like, dude, you had one job. Mm-hmm. Just do a job. It's not that hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was it? I, I, I do like that. I do like the idea of Rudy. Rudy is kind of like the, the conspiracy theorist brother who thinks that the government and, you know. He's a smart one, too. Mm-hmm. But And that's the thing, though, is that it's kind of like Rudy's ahead of the curve. So the yeah. funny thing about Rudy as a character is that he's a very stereotypical uncle. But I, I wouldn't be okay with it mm-hmm. if it wasn't for George Lopez. He sells it. He yeah. sells it. But George Lopez can play these stereotypical people because it's George Lopez. Yeah. He's done this before. So to me, it's like, oh yeah, he's the really funny uncle yeah. that exaggerates everything, believes in conspiracy theories, and spends all his money on his car. Yeah. Calls it the taco? You know why? Taco. Because it's a Tacoma. I didn't realize uh, that until yeah. the end of the movie. When Would he's you like, do oh, to the taco? Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, oh, because it's a Tacoma. Andy looks at me, she's like, you didn't pick that up? And I'm like, no, I thought it was like a racist thing because he's Mexican. He likes tacos and yeah. it's a truck. It's a it's truck, a, so it has an opening, so, yeah. it's like, so you oh, can yeah. put stuff in it like a no. taco. The one I did taco. get that no one laughed at mm-hmm. was that he called uh, the 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 EMP device. Mm-hmm. He called it a chapulín, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Oh, like get it because it's red and yellow, chapulín colorado." Oh, okay. And no one Which picked it, that up. It was uh, it was frequency in a, a yeah uh, the chapulín colorado yeah. like yeah. Uh, TV show, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because like the audience, the audience was very lively. That we went to. Yeah, it was they, a fun audience. They it was a fun up audience. On the jokes. Yeah, they, they did, but yeah. no one laughed at that, and I was the one that chuckled a little bit. I was well, just like, I get. That's the thing. That's yeah. all, but also, yeah. that one's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. That is a deep and, cut because no one's got it. It's a very culture. deep cut. Yeah. Like I, I only know it through you guys. Yeah. Because you, t- you told me about it like years ago. Yeah. And I was because I think you were asking for a pop, weren't you? I think so. Yeah, there was a they, was it Funko was like, oh, they releasing a pop of that, and you're like, are we gonna get those? I'm like, we might, we might not. I'll yeah, know, but I completely forgot about and, that. But I I never knew about that beforehand. Yeah, you know, we never watched any like Spanish television. Yeah, you know, because we always, I mean, we we would watch you know just broadcast television because we had you know just the antennas and stuff. We yeah. had cable, but even then, like I barely pay attention to the novellas. My mom would watch just the soap operas from both NBC and ABC uh, like General Hospital yeah. Days of Our Lives One Life hey to man, Live those are good yeah <laughs> they were good I watched those with my mom over summer break hey amen yeah. novelas is our thing that taught me Spanish yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of people learn Spanish from novelas yeah. you know what's yeah. really messed up my grandmother she'd never watched novelas she always she would always watch Murder She Wrote oh. and Walker Texas Ranger Really? Those were the movies she, those are the shows she used to watch. You know what, oh, okay. you know what my dad would put on like Saturday nights what? or like Friday, Saturday nights when Univision had like movie nights? Mm-hmm. La Inda Maria. What's that? It's, I'll tell you after. It's, it's a little, it's is a, it, is it about a prostitute? It, no. <laughs> 
I feel about, like I feel like a lot of a I feel like a lot of trying, like uh, some of her stories. There were movies, but she's a very famous actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would play this uh, this woman that would try to cross the border to the U.S. Yeah. For like different reasons, yeah. I can't remember some of like the storylines, but a lot of the time she'd be like caught by border patrol and stuff like that. Was it it's a, was a corn movie. <laughs> yes, if I understand what the reference, uh, what are you what are you trying to reference? Like, wait, a, was this like an adult? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I th- was it an adult Dora the Explorer? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like it was. I'll the, show it, you afterwards. Yeah, I'm, yeah, very, yeah. I'm very, I'm very like. But I, it's I, the live it, action version of Dora the Explorer. No, it's not <laughs> because she's trying. <laughs> no, she goes through not. a map and then she has We're a destination. Trying to cross the border. We're trying to cross the border. <laughs> Do you today. find the van? The fence? Where's the Banana fence? Actually and, then, put, and then she gets and then she got she gets caught by so border patrol. When the Nana, and then border no border. <laughs> border no border. <laughs> And they're like, oh, like she, man. She, she did a lot of running. She did a lot of running. <laughs> she did a lot of running. Yeah, she did a lot of running from Border Patrol. Did she have a monkey named Boots? I'll put, no. <laughs> did she have but a cousin named Diego? When the Nana pulls her hair down, when she like shoots everyone, yeah. right? She, she had her braids down. Yeah. Immediately, the first vibe it gave me was Ine Maria. Oh, okay. Yeah. I Yeah, that's it was a very – I thought it was so funny, though, because as I was watching that, I was like, oh, she fought in the same war – <laughs> the main that the main villain was in not because it was an imperialistic war but not, it didn't get it because it didn't exactly say where it was he just said he was fighting the, the imperialists. imperialists it was a grandma hate or it was a communist hating grandma yeah, yeah. so she might have fought in the same war that he that his mom died in yeah we got to wrap up this show because we're hitting an hour 40 pretty soon uh renee let's uh what are your last thoughts on this movie I thoroughly liked the movie overall. I don't know why people kept telling me, like, oh, yeah, it had a lot of George Lopez in it. And I'm like, I, I guess. That's George Lopez. Yeah, it's George Lopez. What are you going to do, sit him on the bench? Yeah. Um, I think I feel like if you would have put George Lopez on the bench, people would have complained, why would you Why would you, would hire you bench George one of your Lopez? best players? <laughs> yeah, like, why would you hire George Lopez not playing? It's, no, that, that, really strange, uh, that really is strange to me, thinking George Lopez is, like, really good. Because, I don't know, I mean... I, he's funny, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's like, oh, well, you have George Lopez in it. Just put him in as much as you can. Why? <laughs> I'm like, just use him. Yeah. But don't – I don't think he was – you know, I, I don't think you need to use him. But the thing That's is- my – no, I don't want to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> this is you my always thoughts. do that. You always – I say something, and you're like, well, to be honest like, – <laughs> I get what you mean, though. Yeah, no, I get what you mean, because right, Andy had the same take, where it's like, I've heard the jokes before from George Lopez. <laughs> I'm just going to stay silent, because apparently... You triggered him just yeah, like the last Ronin people. When what they did I do? I, I was do responding to his comment. I'm just supposed to stay silent after he makes a comment? Sometimes. <laughs> just agree with me. <laughs> just let me say something. No, I get yeah, what you mean. Yeah. Because Andy was saying the same thing, that George Lopez tends to have the same jokes over and over again. Yeah. So it's more of like, use him, don't idolize him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell say I did. Yeah. <laughs> say it, but hold his neck next time like this. <laughs> he talks more than all of us on this thing. <laughs> Why am I the only one in trouble? I've gotten in trouble more often than you have. spilled the monster three times. That's true. <laughs> an accident <laughs> uh last is that that's it that's, for i mean that's i thoroughly liked it i'm i'm glad it's doing well uh-huh. i hope people see it more and i really want a sequel cool that's the thing. i really want to see nick it was good 
Oh my god. No, seriously, last thoughts. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think it's a good stepping stone for this universe, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. I mean, like we said before, it's it, it's it's a generic hero movie. It has, but it has really great character actors in it. It has really great. It's directed well, uh, and it, it it's a lot of fun. Would you and recommend okay. it to people? I would. I I would recommend it to people. I uh, what was it? I can understand where people are saying like. It's it's nothing new, so I'm kind of fatigued out of it, and I don't mm-hmm. want to, and I, I don't care for it. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I I understand it, but there are portions of the movie that do branch out from the mold, yeah. and those are, I feel like are the things that really help this movie carry you to the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we forgot to say that this movie looks way better than anything DC has mm-hmm. released over the last couple of years. Yeah, there was I, I was complaining about the suit at the end. Yeah. It's a minor thing, though. It's yeah. it's very minor because it's only there for a couple scenes. But this movie CG was it was good, much better than the yeah. flashes. I do wish that Almec's armor was real. That oh, it would have been an actual, like, that yeah. it was an actual pre fully integrated or I wanted after. It to, after. Uh. I wanted his armor to be more sleeky, like more like not so Gundam, oh, okay. but more. More like a suit than than just a full fledged robotic like armor. You also really wanted the fin. I really wanted the fin. Yeah, because <laughs> in the comic books he has like a fin. Yeah, or like a mohawk of some sorts. But okay, yeah. true. Um, I will say this for my final thoughts. This is probably the first movie, first superhero movie, that I would love my mom to watch, mm. because there were a lot of elements in this movie that I feel like her and I could relate to. Yeah. And he said, just be careful because, you know, she's going to lecture you afterwards. I'm like, it's worth it, I think. I honestly think it's worth she, it. Why would she lecture you afterwards? Because she's like, ya ves, mijo? Ya ves? See why this is important? It's like, okay, mom, thanks. I get it. I know. Family's important. Was, cool. she the, was she the type of person when you showed Encanto to her and she's like, I agree with grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. I relate to the grandmother a lot. She, she, what she does what a is lot. The grandma, why is the grandma the villain in this? What, she, <laughs> yeah. what she does a lot is that she throws a lot of sayings into my life. And yeah. then when it like is relevant, she's like, yeah. Ya ves, mijo, te dije. Te dije, por eso es importante, mijo. Ya viste? Yeah. Te lo dije cuando eres pequeño. I'm like, okay, thanks. I get it, mom. <laughs> Dude, relax. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I, I love this movie. I love the references. Um, to me, I think in terms of what the story at the beginning, what it was trying to do, and why I feel like it polarizes a lot of people, mm-hmm. is that it's a story that has a lot of Spanish sitcom references mm-hmm. that don't translate well to English. So if you have a very exaggerated family that's very much like, oh, we're going to say some things in English and then mm-hmm. put some Spanish like sentence in here, yeah. it's just a little bit weird. Some mm-hmm. people aren't going to like it. I think, um, I think really, sorry, really quick. I think that's what most of the negative stuff comes from is, yeah. is certain references of from the Hispanic or Latin culture yeah. and stuff like that. They didn't understand those certain references. Like the family just going off of like, you know, it's like that, you know, like he's, he's, he, but he's the white girl and stuff yeah, like that. I yeah. told Andy, I'm like, cause that scene where he goes into cord, the cord building. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? I forget the chant that they do. It's like, hi, man, hi, man, like that. And he's like, does that even happen? I'm like, that happened to me. Like, that was an actual thing. Like, yeah. stuff like that actually does, it does happen. It does it's happen. a little bit exaggerated, not in the sense where they're slamming the car and embarrassing, but it's yeah. like, yeah, your family will try to embarrass oh, you yeah. in certain things. That, oh, yeah. and then also just hype you up at the same time. Yeah, exactly. What, 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 what you think is embarrassment, but it's really, they're just trying to do their best to hype They're just you loving up. you. Yeah. Yeah, so there is a lot of that. And in terms of the negative reviews, I get it. 
Yeah. You have people that are really going to like it, people that are just not going to like it. That's totally fine. Yeah. For me, I'm one of those people that I'm not going to recommend this movie if you have absolutely no connection to any of the cultural stuff here. If there's not even the slightest bit of connection, I don't think this is the movie for you. Yeah. But if you do have it and you're trying to see, or you're even slightly excited for the DCU and its future, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Um, that brings us about to the end. Yeah. Ready to wrap this up? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Uh, guys, just a quick reminder. This is issue 161. Don't forget to check out our website, keepingupwiththenerds.com. Check out our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and X. Follow us on YouTube, keepingupwiththenerds.com forward slash <laughs> keeping up with the nerds comment down below like the video let us know what you guys think subscribe please 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 subscribe love you guys want to reach 200 hopefully by the end of the year we only got a couple months left and check out our audio platforms apple podcast google podcast podbean and spotify leave a five-star review where acceptable uh let's go ahead and wrap this up i forgot i was the one that intro this has been keeping up with the nerds issue 161 my name is brian Renee. Signing up for Energy City Comics. We'll see you all next time. This has been Keeping Up With The Nerds. Don't forget to follow us here and all other platforms and socials, including YouTube, for the live version of the show. Thanks, and we hope to see you all next time.